Blog Talk Radio.
episode, uh, Hebrew Israelites' Perspective on Current Events. I'm Brother Seth. I'm the founder of this network. And um, I just want to thank you for your time, brothers and sisters, for coming on uh, tonight, joining us in, our, in the panel, a uh, very distinguished panel, I might add. Talk about that a little bit later on, but because um, we got some serious, serious brothers and sisters that join us from time to time as callers and co-hosts, and we're thankful for them. Um, folks, we're serious tonight. We're serious tonight, uh, talking about current events and trying to bring some sense to some things we know for sure, other things we are clueless on, have no idea what's going on. The Most High does, and uh, it's one reason I played that song, because I tell you, this life is no joke, you know what I mean? A lot of us face challenges every day, but I made it my mind a long time ago, brothers and sisters, that just because there's areas in my life that I'm ashamed of and, 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 and things that I haven't completed and procrastinations, just like this book I'm writing, um, what do you do? Just sit back and don't do anything because you're struggling in other areas. I mean, after all, isn't that everybody on the planet? So, Brother Seth is going to continue to go uh, and, 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 and like the little engine that could. Matter of fact, like we call this particular um, network, uh, I call it the little engine that could. Five Spoon Stone Network, I'm talking about brothers and sisters. Um, been doing this since 2011. A little background music here. Let me pick something here. I know y'all remember Andre Crouch, the most prolific songwriter of our day. Anyway, this is an old one. Yeah, let's pull up background music here. Like I was saying, brothers and sisters, what do you do when you have challenges in your life that you just not able to seemingly get the victory over do you go somewhere in the corner and just pout and do nothing and just wait on all your ducks to line up well if that was the case nobody should be doing anything because I promise you I haven't met anybody that that I just didn't describe I mean some people are doing so many great things with their life so prosperous in areas and other areas you wonder what happened there. So we just got to keep on this thing called life. Keep on what brother Seth, just keep on striving for that prize. Keep on trying to please the most high and be thankful. Be thankful that we have a Messiah in whose name we can go to the father because we don't have it going on whatsoever. I don't care what we're doing this earth, what great feats we accomplished. Brothers and sisters, we're no match to go before this Most High. He's just too holy. So I'm very, very thankful for the Messiah for coming and shedding his blood uh, that we can go in his name, uh, on his stead, on his credentials. And that's how I live my life, brothers and sisters. I, 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 I pray for sure, and I pray for myself and, and for things and some areas I sometimes wonder and question, do I really want to change? It's a whole nother, I know, a whole nother topic uh, because some things I've been wrestling for a very long time. I had a friend to point out a very 
serious um, weakness of mine, and it kind of kind of got the best of me today. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. We're just talking. This is of course current events because again we talk about things that's happening in our world, things that's happening in our country, things that happen in our state, in our city, and even our homes. And these are one of those things that's happening inside of us or in our homes. Um, yeah, I had a, a, a friend of mine uh, really point out some things, uh, uh, something that was that I struggled with for many years, and and I just, folks, we just gotta continue to do better. That's all there is to it. Just don't stop doing what you're doing for God or, or for your family or for yourself. Don't stop the things you already got going. Just continue to work on the areas where you are hypocrite in. How about that? Continue to work on it. Continue to work on how the type of heart where, you know, want to change, you know, want to change, desire change, and ask the Father to help you. Folks, tonight, again, we have, um, uh, for sure, current events. And um, tonight, we're just going to kind of go, some things we'll talk about in our world, some things we'll talk about, like I said, in our country and state, city, and like I said, even in our homes. Just know this, we're seeking the Father's wisdom as we t- discuss these things. This is not a blog show where we sit around and uh, although we know each other and we're boys and, and of course we'll see Eliana, we just, this is not a time to just complain. I despise that. That's the one thing I do want to try to accomplish tonight is to try to put some answers out there. What is the answer to this abortion issue? What is the answer to uh, this uh, you know just whatever the case may be, whatever the topic may be, what is the answer, Brother said to some of the weaknesses you, you've been talking about? What's the answer? Tonight we want to be about the answer because this is where people are at. They want to change. Uh, if, it, if, if it's regarding them, they really do. I think all of us want to change, but we, do we have the energy and the, the discipline? It's a whole other topic. So tonight we want to talk about the solution. Where is the most high at? Where's he at? You know, y'all talk about this power y'all have as Christians and as believers. Well, why ain't you walking in the power? Let's address some of that. You know, if the Father Christ has given us all power over the enemy, why does the enemy tread so much in our lives? Why, why does he defeat us so much in our lives? Why is that? Let's talk about that if you want. Uh, you know, we don't have to. Again, I got panelists in the house, uh, Pastor Alfie Chris. Will be joining us shortly, um, and also uh, uh, past, uh, brother Minister uh, Purcell Porche. Also, now Pastor Chris does have he is on a conference call. He did let me know that, so he's going to let me know when he's off that call. And I think Brother John is in the house. I'm sure if he's available, he'll press one when he can. So in the meantime, I'm going to go to. Uh, Brother Purcell Porche here in a second after I go over a few things. I want to uh, always welcome uh, Israelites scattered throughout the four corners, uh, those Jews, uh, a.k.a. Israelites, uh, that truly, truly are authentic is- Israelite by bloodline and hopefully by the Spirit as well um, because, you know, there's a difference. Uh, but we want to welcome you, especially if you're scattered throughout the four corners and you're going through some of the oppression that we're going through as African Americans, who I believe is another lost tribe now found of Israel. 
Uh, we want to welcome you uh, because we know we have listeners in over 30 countries, and some of y'all are indeed Israelites listening. And you heard about this show to talk about African Americans and others being Israelites all over the four corners of the Father, scattered because of the rebellion of their forefathers. And you tune in. So I want to welcome you first. And then everybody else that tunes in because we have love for everybody. This is a love channel. This is a love channel. Um, and so we want to welcome all ethnic groups listening to this show tonight because guess what? What we talk about might seem like it's a so-called black thing or so-called Israelite thing, but really and truly it is just as relevant to you and yours as anything could be because guess what? We are prophetic people. What the Most High is doing with us the whole world is supposed to be taken notice. The whole world is how uh, the whole world was introduced to Yahweh Israel or God through this little group called Israel, and He constantly does things. He have not forsaken His people. Apostle Paul asked the question because of the spiritual Jew and, and all of that the Christ have done to all that the Father has done in putting us in Christ. Apostle Paul asked the question: So what didn't happen to you? Why do we need Jews? And he talked about our true purposes, being called to lead the nations to a pure form of worship. Father not, has not done away with his people, as Apostle Paul went on to say, and I agree. He hasn't. Keep your eye on this people, this prophetic people, the most powerful nation ever to be assembled on this earth because their king was the Most High Yah. We are Israel here tonight. And we are talking about current events. Do we have all the answers? That's a joke. Do we have all the insight? That's a joke. But I tell you one thing, each and every one of these co-hosts do know, they know of someone that have all the answers. And don't underestimate what can happen with any of us. I don't care what we're struggling with in our flesh. We're born again in our spirit. Be careful. Touch not the Lord's anointing. It don't mean we're controlling you and saying we're the voice but we can be. We can be used. We have been used. And guess what? So have many of you as callers on the phone lines uh, uh, and in our archive, many shows where callers have called in with that same Ruach HaKadosh or the Holy Spirit upon them, and they've said things that have really, really, really set ablaze some things. So don't underestimate yourself, uh, listeners, as well. So, again, I'm Brother Seth. I just want to remind, remember, remind everybody to follow us. Follow us, follow us, follow us. You're not going to know what we're doing unless you get these reminders into your email or your Facebook inbox. Follow us. It's just that simple. All right, follow us. We don't get paid. Uh, we do this out of the kindness of our heart. Ministers, uh, that, uh, 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 some of us are more devout than others, really reading the scriptures and trying to find out what's going on, just like we are doing tonight with current events. Uh, but follow us because we have shows on uh, Sunday night. Uh, we have shows. Uh, we have a show on Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night. So we're just coming to you, brothers and sisters, free of charge. Uh, and so all we ask is just a little token that you follow us. Do that. Also, share the shows, copy and paste to friends. Uh, these shows that make you free. Don't just be jumping up and down like some of you have been sending me emails and saying, "Brother said that was a bomb show. I, I was blessed by what I was heard. Sister so and so really did good. Brother so and so did good. They just said some things I've been praying about. Blah 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 blah. Copy and paste to friends. Serious. Do it, brothers and sisters. Don't hoard up the blessings. All right. Please don't. Please don't do that. And finally, 
We have over 500 shows. People forget that we have 500 shows. These shows are recorded. They're recorded, brothers and sisters. What does that mean? That means you can listen to Blog Talk Radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All you have to do is Google Blog Talk Radio, five smooth songs, and you can listen to these co-hosts any time of day talk about things they know for sure. And like I say, don't un- and don't underestimate uh, <laughs> them because, again, the Most High do speak through us on this show. We're, we're, we're seeking Him. This is a show we seek the Father's wisdom. We don't always have it, but we're seeking Him. And sometimes He does do just that deliverance. You know what the Scripture says really quickly, and I'm coming to you, co-host, says that uh, uh, if you lack wisdom, pray. Ask the Father, He gives to all men liberty and upbraid you not. I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring on uh, Brother uh, Minister Purcell Porche and Pastor Chris and uh, Brother John, if they're going to be joining us, they'll press one later on and come on as co-hosts. But Pastor, uh, uh, Erico 513331, uh, Minister Purcell, Porsche, your line is open. Hello, brother. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Oh, people of God. Hello, uh, fellow panelists. Um, it's always a blessing to be a part of the Five Smooth Stones Network. We bring you greetings all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, from uh, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where our mission is to bring the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing the word of truth. I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing uh, in the kingdom of God. Um, I'm excited about um, you. I'm excited about, again, Five Smooth Stones Network. Um, I think uh, when you tune in, you tune in to a wealthy place. Um, There is a wealth of wisdom that comes across the airwaves, and I'm excited, and I'm appreciative of that. Um, I appreciate also that I'm not the smartest guy in the network, um, which is a good thing because I learn a lot every week. Uh, I learn something new. So I'm excited about that as well. Um, Like Seth said, uh, follow us. Follow us. Uh, participate, call in, um, listen to the archive shows. Uh, we want to hear your voice as well. So uh, call in, Amen. call in, Amen. call in, continue to follow Amen. us. I appreciate those words. Going back to the phone lines, uh, look like Elsie Chris, Pastor Chris is available. So let's go all the way to Pro- Purcell is in Ohio. So now we'll take a plane or something and take it to Texas, uh, to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Pastor Elsie Chris, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to the people, brother, and how to get a hold of you. I thank you. Uh, good evening to all of your listeners and the other co-hosts. I'm glad you asked me to be on the show tonight. I appreciate it. Um, my my uh, church name is Alethea Temple. I mean, God's Church. <laughs> God's Church. It's called Alethea Temple, and it's in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, yes. And Pastor Chris has been one of those gentlemen uh, that's really like Purcell, spreading the word. 
But he works a lot in the community. I don't know if he still has the hectic schedules he used to have. I know he just got off a conference call, but this was one of the businessmen. When I first met him, I know he was one of the business pastors in the Dallas-Fort Worth area as far as getting out there and helping out people going out to the city, uh, not city hall, probably city hall too, but the school board, I remember. And just I remember him being impressed by his work ethic, you know, as an older man out there just really you know, if something go down with you, you're going to call Pastor Chris if you live in Fort Worth or Dallas area. And so I appreciate him being on the show tonight, and, and we may be joined by others. But for now, we'll just go ahead and start with these uh, co-hosts we have. Again, folks, we're just talking about current events tonight. Uh, current events could be international. Uh, like I said, it could be something even more closer to home. Um, I uh, want to just um, ask either of you, Anything pressing, I'd like to ask y'all first because I always got some on my head. But anything pressing that you just, just can't get your mind off of in our world and in the news right now? Well, you know, Seth, I was just thinking, man, um, you, I think you should bring up a topic tonight. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> um. One of the things that really, really concerns me, brothers and sisters, is um, is how we're seen as Christians when we struggle with the same thing for years. A lot of people don't want to be a part of the church because of hypocrisy. And we don't have to talk about this long. It can be, remember, we can talk about five or six things, but uh, I want to start off with this because I just want to say a few things, and I want to know what y'all think about it. We can either, you can hit it longer. But here's what I wanted, wanted to say about, you know, because I've been doing some soul searching. Like I said earlier, somebody pointed out something very huge in my life that has been going on for a long, long time. It kind of got me feeling a little down on myself because I'm saying to myself, how long have this, you know, if you're serious about God, why does it take so long for you to change? So I want to say this to everybody listening and ask a question, too, and uh, just see what y'all think, okay? Um, folks, I've never met a person, I don't think, that wasn't a hypocrite. And be careful that I don't try to... Um, um, dirty up the waters to make it easy to sin. I don't think that's what I'm doing, but some people accuse me of this whenever I do this. Oh, you're trying to make it like everybody is sinning, so it's okay to sin. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if we preach, if a preacher, I have two ministers on the line right now, Pastor Alcee Chris and Minister Priscilla Prochet. I don't think they live every word they teach. If they don't, I think that's what the definition of a hypocrite is. Now, are you calling them a hypocrite? Not per se. I'm just saying I've never met a person that lives everything they preach. So if you say I'm not going to church, I'm not going to fellowship with this particular group because of they they are sinning. They're saying one thing, but they're doing another thing. And I hear a little noise. I don't know if it's you, Pastor Chris, or, uh, brother uh, Purcell, but I hear a noise. Y'all just probably want to beat me until it's time to say something. But brothers and sisters, 
that are listening on the sound of my voice, and this is important because our people are really turning a deaf ear towards pastors and churches and, 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 and places where people are gathered in the name of learning about the Most High. They really have a bad taste for those people. And I look around at those people when I go to these institutions, and they really are trying. But they do have some hypocrisy. So if you're going to say that I don't go to churches, I don't go around these brother in council, this council of brothers, this brotherhood, this sisterhood, because they talk about one thing and they live another thing, I don't know that I've ever not seen that. But not just in the church, in the business world. So what are you going to do, not do business? Because mechanics say one thing and do another thing. Doctors say one thing and do another thing. Your boss say one thing and do another thing. How about you? Say one thing and do another thing. So I just want to really get some feedback from the co-hosts about this hypocrisy that I think is in everybody, okay? We have a flesh that has fallen. And I don't want to get too super spiritual. This ain't not a Bible study. But then again, we don't run from the Bible because that's going to be our source of answers for current events. So y'all just, just know what you're listening to, the Five Smooth Stone Network. So I just want to, to make one little more comment, and I want to go to uh, 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 co-hosts and see what they think again. Something you've been struggling with for years. You've been struggling with it for years. And let's face it, when the Bible says we're believers, it's a spiritual thing. It's something that happens in your spirit where the Father receives you as one of His. Your flesh, nowhere in the scripture does it say your flesh is holy. Nowhere in the scripture does it say your flesh can be holy. When it says, be ye holy, it's talking about walk and take on the, the identity, your spiritual identity in Christ. That's the, that's, the whole, that's the only time you can be holy if it's got to do with Christ and that blood. The flesh can't be holy. It could be put under, buffeted, but the Bible says it's sin, flesh itself. So I just want to say to you, again, brothers and sisters that are really hard on the church, you really are hard on the church. You just don't have no holler for it. No holler for ministers, no holler for these women in the churches, no, no sisterhood. You you out in the clubs talking about they all hypocrites. Guess what? You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They all are hypocrites. But please show me one prophet that wasn't one. Please show me in the scriptures. One disciple that wasn't one. See, we're justified by what we are in the spirit, not by what we are in the flesh. Don't get it twisted. So I'm not scolding people that give up on the church because they do make sense. In a sense, they are right, but I think they're on some wrong doctrine. Again, brothers and sisters, when you see people overtaking the fault, the Bible says, restore such a one. In meekness, considering yourself. So is it current events? Of course it's current events. This is where 40 million of us are as people, as a nation. We don't have no holler for the church. And I think this is dividing us and causing us not to be strong. 
Because once we come together and receive each other, we can take that power and turn it into political power. Take that power, turn it into economic power. We can take that power, turn it into even more spiritual power. So I hope I'm not being too super spiritual. I'm not trying to uh, give license to sin or nothing like that. But my goodness, even if you overcome in the area, it don't mean another area don't pop up. Okay, you don't smoke no more. You used to smoke weed, you got delivered. You know people like that. You're saying, well, I've seen people change. Yeah, I've have too. I've seen quite a few people. They was this. Now they no longer that. I think Purcell said he, he was out there in the streets. Okay, he has changed. But that don't mean that some new hadn't cropped up in Purcell's life, some new challenge. So what are you going to do, throw him away? He did overcome, just like you said, but there's a new challenge. So, uh, brothers, uh, Brother uh, Purcell, what do you have to say? You What say you? And Pastor Chris coming to you next. What do you say you about this topic? Uh, again, our, our nation, our brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm talking about the Israelites right now. I'm talking about, really, I'm talking about everybody. This is a, this is a humanity thing. What do y'all say about people uh, that, that really got it right that a lot of us are hypocrites and they don't want no part? Uh, 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 well, uh, Minister Persepo, Shay, if you can go first, please. Well, uh, wow, that's that, that's a mouthful, Seth. That's a loaded topic. Loaded topic, and it's uh, you, you're absolutely right. That's a that's a struggle for many of us believers. Um, one thing I real I, I, I realize is. The book of Ecclesiastes tells us that there is not a just man upon this earth that doeth good and sin not. So right out the gate, that scripture let me know that we're not perfect. Um, One thing that I've embraced and I, I continue to tell myself is that I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. The fact that I'm wrapped up in this flesh makes me susceptible for the things of the world um, Now you know, On the flip side um, One of the things One of the challenges As a believer that we face Is we have to learn How to allow God to be Lord Of our life Okay So in other words What we have to do Is whatever those areas are That we struggle with we have to learn how to give those areas over. A lot of us don't give those areas over because we enjoy it. We enjoy doing what we're doing. We enjoy uh, the, 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 the place that we are, where we are. We, we're enjoying that, and we're just not ready to give that up. However, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. See, it's just a matter of it's a matter of embracing this the whole walk. We can't pick and choose, and we have to embrace the whole walk. Not only do we have to embrace the whole walk, but we have to be taught properly. We have to be taught from a kingdom mindset. From a kingdom perspective Otherwise we get it twisted And somehow we allow Our own um, Flesh Or own 
ideas to convolute what it is that we're being taught. Okay, so it's a tough subject, but it takes love. It takes a teacher who is governed by love. Now, here's the caveat. The caveat is the Holy Ghost. We have got to receive the Holy Ghost because it is him who leads us and guides us into all truth. It is him who is made strong when we're weak. It is him in us. So there are just some things that we have to be taught. We have to be taught and then we have to embrace them. You have to receive it. You could be be taught it all day long, but you have to receive it as your own. Otherwise, it's just going to be bouncing off of you. And you're going to continue, like you said, to go around that mulberry bush. You're just going to continue to go around that mulberry bush. So we have to learn how to allow God to be Lord over our life, every area of our life. I remember Jake saying something one time that really blessed me. He said, if Jesus is Lord at all, then he is Lord of all. Hmm. And that really blessed me. Because if you really think about it, that's the truth. Either he's Lord of all, or he's not Lord at all. Yeah, I know that's tight. I know that's tight, but it's right. I know that's tight, but it's right. Because we have a responsibility to this gospel. If we call ourselves a believer, we have a responsibility to uphold the bloodstained banner. We have a responsibility to be like Matthew 5 and 13 tells us. We are the salt of the earth. And the Bible said if the salt loses its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Then it goes on to say that we are the light of the world. We are the light of the world. So we have a great responsibility, not only to God, but to um, the faith. We have a great responsibility, man. And it's, it's, it's a tall order. But um, if you signed up, then you signed up for him to be Lord. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Uh, Pastor Chris, Elsie Chris, uh, what say you? Well, I, I, I pretty much agree with my brother, um, but I would like to say that um, we, we, I think a lot of young people see older people in the church as Pharisees. You know, they come through the door, you know, you're talking about their hair, you're talking about the way they dress and all that. And, you know, the spirit is not there. The spirit of love, you don't feel welcome because as soon as you walk through the door, People are talking about all that stuff. And, you know, I think God, if you read the scriptures, God uses imperfect people. Adam wasn't perfect. Abraham wasn't perfect. Moses wasn't perfect. King David was not perfect at all. But God still used them. So I think with us, we are supposed to strive toward perfection. 
but that doesn't mean that God still kind of cannot use us as we are moving toward perfection. And, and I just think, you know, just the unwelcoming attitude that a lot of Christians have, you know, that uh, young people, they just get turned off. And then the other thing is what 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 is the theology being taught from the pulpit? You know, I think young people are aware of uh, what I call uh, making you a good Negro sermon. You know, they don't they don't want to hear anything about you know always turning the other cheek and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I just think that the theology is bad, and then the milk, the the atmosphere is not very welcoming. That's all I had to say. Yeah, and, and and while we're addressing the young people, it's not just young people; it's older people too. A lot of people not in church now, and it's a really bad attitude. But like you say, uh, Pastor Chris, of, as far as a segment of people, I think percentage-wise, there's probably more young people that's turned off by anybody. But again, I just say, we again, we're not still on this topic, brothers, and, uh, um, but um, it's just really heavy on my heart, you know, because. This is serious. We're too divided. And mm-hmm. one thing about the churches early on, uh, in the 60s on back, they people was in the church, and they had power. I'm not saying they had more power than we have or anything like that. I'm just saying you got to bring – it's got to be something in the black community to bring us all together. And we had that stronger than whites, I think. I think we always came to church. And if you had a good pastor and he was – Politically minded or economic minded, you can do some things. But yes, sir. this business of uh, the strip, these strip joints is taking a lot of our young men. You go off in there, ain't nothing but healthy men and women. A lot of women go to strip joints. And I'm not just picking on that particular, I'm just saying they're not in church. Sunday night is a heavy strip joint night, from what I'm told. So, and I'm not picking on just what they're doing, anything like that. Uh, I'm just saying um, that's that's where we at. Pastor Chris, uh, elaborate on what why you think that is. Purcell dropped, and I want to go get his some kind of way he dropped, and I have to call him. So, elaborate on okay, why you think you? that is that the strip joints are blowing up on Sundays is the question, and it's the new it's the new place for the for men. As I what? Uh, Minister Porcel, yeah. Porcel, 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 that's that's the way I see it. Not that it's. Uh, I mean, it's just like I think anything else. As long as you don't get overwhelmed with that, you know what I'm saying. Hey, Seth. Okay, I guess he's trying to get the other brother. But that's that's just the way I feel about it. And uh, you know, going back to the church, it. Uh, you know, I just, I just, I've just noticed that a lot of the, excuse me, I'm old, but older people, uh, you know, they just don't, don't make church a welcoming place if you're not a member there. 
You know, I remember uh, I used to go to uh, St. Luke in Dallas, and I, I really personally got got tired of the fact that I, I would go to church every Sunday, but I didn't even know the people I was sitting around. No exchange of names, phone numbers, or nothing like that. You know, it was like, you know, going to a movie theater. When you go to a movie theater, you know, you sit down among people that you don't know most of the time, never seen them before. You don't exchange names or phone numbers. And, you know, after a while, you you know, you just it's like going there. You know, you go in, sit down, watch the show, get up and leave. Not really any um, communication and all of that stuff. So I think that's one of the reasons that uh, a lot of young people stop going to church. And, you know, and I said the theology, you know, if they, you know, a lot of I've ran into people who knew more than than the church they were going to. They had more knowledge of the Christian tradition than their pastor. You know, so we are dealing with, a, a, I think, highly educated uh, group of people when we're talking about the younger people because they have access to so much information. And in a way, that's what kind of happened to me. You know, I started reading a lot of stuff, and I, then uh-huh. I started asking pastors, hey, what about this? What about that? And they really didn't have a clue. And I said, well, why why should I go to church when I'm asking them questions and, and they can't answer them? You know, so I actually stayed out of church for almost uh, seven years. Really? Yes, sir. Well, oh, you know, wow. I just felt, well, you know, just some basic, you know, I wasn't trying to stump them. I did some basic questions. And uh, they couldn't answer them, man. So I said, well, why why should I be listening to you and you can't answer my basic questions? You know, obviously that didn't last, but uh, that's where I was at that point in my life. Well, I just, I, I wanted to go there because, like I said, uh, Pastor Chris, this is where a lot of our people are at. We're talking about millions. I guarantee there's millions here. So you can't probably get no more current event than that. Um, and I just feel like people need to really look in the mirror. And if, it, if you're looking for this perfect pastor, this perfect ministers, this perfect group of sisterhood, perfect brotherhood, and you know you're not perfect. Yeah. So it yes, was, once you get there, you mess it up. So I think people need to really think things out. I mean, it ain't like these strip clubs is is blessing them really. I mean, that it's you know it's just a sense of friendship, and I know there's a lot of laughter. I know there's a lot of looseness, and of course, any time you uh, invite alcohol, I just stop measuring because at that point you're not even dealing with 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 sanity necessarily. You're not dealing with in your you're not cognizant of it. You're not you're not dealing with a full debt. I, I shouldn't <laughs> I should say it like that, but what I'm saying is when you alter your thinking. You know, we can't even talk about that because that's that's not even you, really, in most cases. You know, so mm-hmm. but just dealing soberly with life and and and, and getting the joy and the happiness and the uh, sense of uh, 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 community and friendship from just trusting people and going around people and tolerating some of their weaknesses or strengths, uh, tolerate some of their weaknesses and enjoying some of their strengths. I don't think the church can be taught. I don't. I don't think there's nothing.
something you can do with your time uh, than to join with some people like-minded who have issues as well and uh, under the theme of learning and, and getting to know the Father. So you have a, a book, a manual as to how to do it. Um, there may be misunderstanding as far as the manual here and there, but most of the manual we agree on, and why not fellowship around that versus somebody saying, well, who are the Israelites? Yeah, we may not agree on that, but we know about the stories in the Scriptures. We know they inspire us. We know they give us strength. We know they they help us see this Elohim, this God, in a certain way that's going to draw us into a closer relationship with him. Why not focus on them 9,000 stories where it's talking about somebody that gave their life or, or, or was willing to give their life, Daniel and the, and, and the Hebrew boys and all these 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 people that is a chapter, the, the Hall of Faith chapter where we talk about where it talks about these great men and women of faith. Why not zero in on that versus who the Israelites are? You know, so I just wanted to say this because, again, this is our people. I'm going to reach back out to Purcell one time. It's, you know, there's something with these sales, brothers and sisters. It really is a trip. So, Pastor Chris, in the meantime, I'm going to ask you another question. And you being okay. a pastor, so you'll know this. But Kenwin, um, um, I think, is no longer with us. And he went and started his own little thing. He had issues with us older people. He did. Uh-huh. And I want uh-huh. you to just kind of um, uh, just share how should young people, we probably need to be back to hear you, to be honest. But um, And look like uh, we have a question here. I think this is Brother John. So hold on before I switch topics. Okay, sure. Uh, let me bring on Brother John then while you all are talking. I'll go in and reach out to uh, 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 Minister Purcell. All right, area code nine seven two seven five five. I think this is Brother John. Uh, go ahead, your line is open. What's going on, Seth? What's going on, Pastor Chris? All right, What's John, happening? how you doing, my brother? Everything's good. Everything's good. Um, <laughs> you know, I always tell myself I'm going to just lay back and be a uh, an observer, but like. <laughs> I've been talking with y'all for years now. So it's just almost impossible to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to jump in and um, state state whatever it is that's on your mind. There's a couple of things. Uh, number one, as it pertains to the church, um, the church to some degree brought this upon themselves. Uh, and when I say that, I mean like in, in my opinion, like Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris was talking about how he would ask people in the church who I, I can only suspect who were, um, you would think that would have some degree of authority, some degree um, uh, of, of a position or whatever, certain questions, and um, they couldn't answer them. And, and, and the problem is not that it is to me. Now, obviously, Pastor Chris may have his own opinion. It's not that you can't answer it, but you're unwilling to go look. You're unwilling to say, you know, I don't, I'm not really sure of that, but let me look into it, and we can talk about it later. <laughs> it's like it was an unwillingness, and I know um, from personal experience how <laughs> I can't help but to laugh how when I became born again, 
And I, I, I was not trying to be a rebel, but the problem is that I actually began to read the, the Bible. And as a result of reading the Bible, I came to an understanding of certain things. And so, for instance, before it was cool to go to church with shorts and a T-shirt, I would go to the church with shorts and a T-shirt. It's not like a, like a shorts and a t- it, it was respectable. You know, it's not like I was just at the beach. No. But let me tell you what they would do. <laughs> um, I would go there like, this is like circa 2008, 2009. I would go with my Aunt Beverly, who dressed like a traditional church mother, you know, just just laid out, you know, church, full dress, church garb. And um, the church that we went to, people began to know me, especially because I would go, my, my Aunt Beverly, who's my de facto mother, just turned 35, by the way, I applaud her. Um, she would teach Sunday school, has been a teacher her entire life. She's a matter of fact, She's the reason why I was able to go to Oral Roberts University without paying uh, tuition is because I used to live with her as a child, and I was able to go there under her faculty benefits. Neither here nor there, but you just understand the respect that I have for my Aunt Beverly. Um, And so the the people in that Sunday school would know me, but (laughs) what would happen is that it looked like the perfect example of the one church mother who just tried her best to get day day set. People, they like the, you know the women usher. They walk up, they, they you know how they put their hand on your back and just kind of rub it. It's gonna be like it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> I've been saved for twenty years at this point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and it's the, the the fact that they're willing to read the book that apparently I'm wearing and not knowing that when we're in the Sunday school, it's like I'm very vocal and and it, it, it's obvious that I read the Bible <laughs> and I spent time there, but you didn't know that, but you treated me like I was a heathen Philistine and it, it's happened more than once. And so that's the reason why I say the church brought this on themselves because they, they created something that didn't exist. How they would say, you know, come on into the sanctuary. That ain't no sanctuary. If it was a sanctuary, we would all be dead. <laughs> we would all be dead. But they they would create things that they read in the Bible. And, and again, this is my opinion. They would read things in the Bible and make comparisons to try to make the church seem like it was the temple or seem like it was the tabernacle. And it was not the temple. It was not the tabernacle. It's like they would create this thing. And so... While there's some people, and who, in my opinion, um, they they don't want any parts of the church. So what they do is they demonize the church, and there's no you can't do anything with that in the first place. But for the people whose hearts really are trying to come to terms, mm-hmm. it's hard to come to terms with with how, for me, how I was treated. Matter of fact, when I told my aunt about it, she was mad. Wanted to go say something to to the lady. The lady didn't mean no harm, but she made a judgment based on the fact that I had on jean shorts, um, button-up shirt, and some tennis shoes. And it it was like that's not what they were. They they rock that all the time now. 
but they didn't rock that back then, you know? Right. Now, that was one point. The other point that I want to make is we as born-again believers and our shortcomings, folks, <laughs> I am here to tell you today, it's amazing that Seth brought this up because from the point in time that I was in my room at Old Roberts University, and there's this white kid who had no reason to be in my room <laughs> at all. Because for me, y'all Christians, if you want to do your Christian thing, you do you, but you do that there. Don't come to me with that. And keep in mind, I was brought up in the church. Hated it. <laughs> I hated I hated the church. You guys have heard me say it a thousand times on Blog Talk Radio. I hated the church. I didn't feel like there was no place for a child to be. A child to be out playing kickball and running bases and doing something like you you, you gotta be kidding me. You put me off. Or you must have been torment for you. Seth, by that time, it was funny is that by that time all I did was be like I just was against tradition. I was against right. it because tradition flew in the face of what I'm reading in this book, which is the same book I know you read because you had New Testament survey and you had Old Testament survey. You had Holy Spirit in the now. These were mandatory classes at Oral Roberts University. Mandatory. I got C's and D's from all of them. I didn't really start reading the Bible Bible. It started comparing the Bible to history, the same humanities book, until after I graduated. You would have thought I was studying for my doctorate. That's when I really got into it. Don't ask me why. But I would still read primarily New Testament, which has always been the way that evangelicals go, New Testament. But from the day that I first became a born-again believer, almost all the sins that I dealt with in my life disappeared except one. Except one. I want you to know that that sin remained there. I'm talking about consistently putting foot to ass my entire life up until about two weeks ago. Folks, let me tell you how the tables were turned. You guys probably read, you heard, if you were listening to this, uh, I mean, this show, we were talking about the things that we deal with, so on and so forth, and we began to get on something that I began to harp on. If my people, called by my name, will humble, humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. I decided that I was tired of this ass that I'm taking, and I'm going to start fasting. I started out with three days, just sun up to sun down. It's not like I haven't done this before. I have, sun up to sundown, and then I started, I said, I'm going to do a week, sun up to sundown, but then I got sick on Wednesday. I called my dude, LSU, and I'm like, yo, what you think? Is it, you know, if you get sick, you know, should you continue? He said, no, you shouldn't. He said, you should stop, allow yourself to heal because you need your strength, and so I stopped. So I did two days on, one day off, two days. Folks, let me tell you something. I'm in California. My boy Rich, who who was my roommate in 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 college, and Rich, I'm sitting there in in like the kitchen, and he comes in, and he just starts talking about something, and he began to talk about breaking the yoke of bondage, 
and setting the captives free. And I, 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 I chuckled to myself because if you read in Isaiah 58, yes, it will tell fan. you that God, God, God is talking to the Israelites, and he's like, I'm not impressed with the fast that you guys are doing. You know, that you, you know, you, you, you do this and you do this, and, you, and it's like you still do this and this, this, that, the other. But this is the fast that I've called for you. And he goes through the particular. And one of those things was to, to break the yoke of oppression, to set the captives free, to – it reads a couple of different ways, but basically to not turn your back on your own family members and to bring the naked into your home, which I didn't know how to – Address that in, in LA. I just told him this ain't my house. <laughs> but folks, let me tell you something. I began to focus in, on those scriptures. Do you know that Ritz came in there with the word of wisdom and began to explain how he he was just he was just freestyling, which is I'm used to this. He just freestyling. He's like the darts that the devil shoots. Those are thoughts. He says. He says those are those are just thoughts, and they they, they come and they, they they come and they come, and we just going through it, and I'm just over here thinking to myself, this dude right here, and only reason why I say this is because we, in my opinion, do not give enough props to fasting, and it is powerful. It's it is a real thing. It's a real thing, and um, I believe. That you have, we, we we will always, in my opinion, have issues that pertain to our old man. It's, it's, but look at Samson. I can't find another person who did more wrong stuff. This dude did everything that the law says you ain't supposed to do. He he's doing it. He told his father he wanted to get with. I think it was a Canaanite woman. He went and got with the one prostitute. He. He he put his hand into the dead lion to get the the honey and began to eat the honey from a dead lion. That's unclean. Gave it to his mom and his dad. Y'all should have some. <laughs> Y'all should have some. Gave it to his parents. Um, it, it, but it, when it was all said and done, what he said was, "Lord, remember he me." And that mad. doesn't mean he was just, mad. It doesn't say it again, bro. Seth. All of a sudden, he was a mess. Exactly, but what did he say? He said, Lord, remember me. And it's not like saying, like, you forgot me. It's like I have a covenant relationship with you. Let me get some get back. <laughs> Let me get some get back. And got back, he got. And so, to me, um, I believe that as Seth, I, it's not like I hadn't read it, but the way you put it, goodness, probably 20 years ago, there's this war that takes place in my flesh. Every time I want to do right, there's this war in my members, as you would say, <laughs> twisting your hands, in my members. Folks, Absolutely. because you become the born part. again doesn't that, mean. That, John, you're that, absolutely that, right. That, I was just saying that's exactly what Romans 8 talks about. And it's not just, it's for, it's a human thing. It's not just some just the Gentiles. It's something, it's a human thing. He says the things that I hate. What did he hate? We don't know. But whatever he hates, he said, I find myself doing things I hate. And 
things that I want to do, I found a struggle there. He said, oh, wretched man, who will deliver me from the body, the body of this death? He goes on to say that we serve God the Father with the inward man, not the outward man, inward man. Go ahead, Brother John, I have to just say that. Now, and it should be said, but the fact, the fact is, is that I understand that intimately because when I was in high school, my first year in college at Tulsa Junior College in Oklahoma, I just did what I chose to do. I felt no condemnation. I didn't feel bad about it. I just did it and went on about my life. That morning, after waking up, after giving my life to Christ, and a thought comes to mind or whatever the case may be, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't do that. The first time that my spirit either confirms or condemns my action. Absolutely. It's the very first time. And it began to go on, and it began to go on, and it's been like that ever since. So the thing to me is that each person has a responsibility to figure that out within themselves. You cannot look at someone else and, and, and just because you've got it figured out and condemn them because it might not even be a law for them. It may not even – when I say that, folks, I know that sounds crazy. Why is it a law for me and not a law for them? And the example that I have always given is a parent has a, has a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. Every time they come home from school, the parent has two cookies and some milk and a, and a note. Eat these cookies, drink this milk, and do your chores and your homework. And you can play in the front yard until 4.30. And so this goes on for four years, <laughs> four years. Yeah. And one day they come home, and one, now they're 10 and 8, and there's no note. So they <laughs> do what they've always done, except that, one of them decides to get an extra cookie because there was no note saying that you had to take two. There was no note that said so. That note, the difference is that note by this time should be written in your heart. It's called do the right thing. You've been doing this for years. You should know better. You should know better. And if, if for any reason the older child, let's say, came home first, said you can get three cookies and some milk, do your chores, <laughs> do your homework, you can go play out front for uh, until 4.30, but he takes that note and puts it in his pocket and forgets. You literally have a situation where both persons did the exact same thing, but one did it with their heart in right standing because he knew he could do it. The other one did it deceptively, but they both did the exact same thing. And that's the reason why God doesn't judge the action. He judges the heart of the person. That's the reason why he was mad at the Pharisees, because he says, you keep all of these laws, but the inside of you is like your dirtiest neck. That's right. Yeah, you can pull this off. 
Man, I ain't never had this much freestyle on fly five smooth songs. Thanks, bro, Seth. Appreciate you. <laughs> but my, I'm done. I just want to say that because it's 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 a personal experience, you know. How church, well, it, churches it, have behaved towards me. Well, you know what, you know, and like I said, um, you know, Scripture says it clearly. There's a war inside of us. And it's, we should be, we should know by now, uh, Brother John, that just, you would think humanity by now, after thousands of years of having these scriptures, we should know now, the war is in our members, it's in our flesh, it's in our body. And those of us that are born again, the Bible says we crave Abba Father. Our spirit cries Abba Father. How many times you seen brothers and sisters and you didn't have that cry? I know every time I've done something wrong, or in the middle of doing something wrong, I've had that cry. Oh, God, help me. Help me, Father. Don't let me, you know, get too deep in this. Help me. I've always had that. I've always, 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 always had that. The Father is going to throw us in the hell, which I, another topic. Um, why would he throw you in hell and that part of you is crying out the Father? I've never been able to get an answer. Why why would the Father throw someone in hell because their flesh is craving something, but in their spirit, they're crying, Abba, Father, oh, Father, help me. That is what a believer is. They're born again. A part of them really is brand new. Old things really, 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 really have passed away. Spirit not in their flesh. If they was a crack, uh, on crack before, there's a good chance that flesh can crave it again if it's not put under a discipline by the spirit. But, John, that was very, very insightful what you brought. Please know that, brother. That was very No problem. Glad to share well, what I like to do, everybody, is take a little short break, and I want to come back and uh, and we'll finish up this show. We don't have to talk about this. There's some other things, uh, Pastor Chris. I'm sure you have on your heart. I know one thing I saw about these Brazilian doctors. I didn't know the Brazilian government paid for their women to have plastic surgery. Say, well, why would you talk about that? Because that has put pressure on African American women to try to keep up with these women, and there's billions of dollars. I know millions. Maybe it's not billions yet, but I know my daughter and I had a long talk, and she said, all these women is getting the BBI. I mean, the BBL. I said, what is the BBL? She said, Bohemian Butler. And you might say, oh, brother, that's not newsworthy. No, y'all don't understand. This is huge. You can now fly to Puerto Rico and get this surgery for $5,000 and so, you know, there's always side effects of these surgeries and stuff. So we got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of women, y'all. I'm thinking it's millions that are doing this. So is it current events? You bet. And uh, we need to talk about why a government would go out of its way to spend money to have its women look better than other women. Some people say, oh, it's just to make their women look good. But no, I think it's, 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 it's evil. This is one of the most evil things I've heard with regards to what a government do with its women. I'd like to know y'all take on that when I get back from the break. Uh, but 
Anyway, uh, Pastor Chris, uh, Brother John, y'all okay with a break? The brother's opinion before I go jump on the break. Yes, yes, sir. All right, folks, we'll be right back again. You tune to the Pastor's on Network. I have uh, Pastor Alfred Chris and our old moderator, Brother John Clark, and on in the house, as well as our minister, Professor Chris. He is going to come and start. Oh, yeah, these brothers are very busy. Sometimes they're, work, they're working while they're doing the show, so we just thank them for their time. Again, um, we'll be right back and talk about not just that topic, but others.
and we are back. Powerful song there by Tasha Cobb Leonard. No longer slave to sin. You know, and I thought when I first heard that, that um, when I first heard that, you know, bear with me here. Bring on a uh, Pastor Christian Alcy, uh, Pastor Alcy Christian, Brother John. I'm sure y'all can hear me now. All right, again, thank you uh, for tuning into the Five Swing Stone Network. It's Brother Seth, and uh, again, that was Tasha Cobb Leonard. If you didn't hear me earlier, I um, don't know what happened there, but hopefully, y'all can hear me now. Brothers and sisters, listen. That song is powerful. It changed my life. Pastor Chris, you're back, and Brother John, you're back. Can y'all hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Uh, that song, I learned something after hearing, actually after reading Romans 6, uh, especially verse four, four, after 14, 14 to 23, somewhere around there, where it says, Sin should not have dominion over you. I've always, always thought, and even hearing that song, I originally thought, until I remembered what this was saying, that it meant, Sin shall, have dominion, shall not have dominion over you, meaning you won't just have to sin. Well, it does mean that, that, you know, that if we allow the Holy Spirit, like John was saying through fasting and, and Purcell was hitting on it earlier as well, yeah, you do, we do have the power in us not to sin. That is the truth. The Holy Spirit will give us power to overcome these areas. But that's but it's not really just talking about you not doing the sin. What it's saying, if you read Romans six, is when sin shall have don't have dominion over you. It's saying, and you can read it, brothers and sisters. We can turn to it, but I'm trying not to turn this into a Bible study per se, because this is just time when we talk about current events. But folks, this is where our people live. This is where people live. So bear with me. Uh, for kind of going over this for it says again Romans 6 verse 14 says for sin should not have dominion over you for ye are not under the law and what I have come to understand and I'm very thankful for this y'all just excuse a little baby in the background this is why I do these shows at 11 o'clock on Sunday because he's asleep, but y'all may have to deal with a little bit of grandchild in the background. But anyway, when it says she doesn't have dominion over you, in terms of blocking you from going before the Father, because of Christ's blood, our conscience, our, our, we can go before the Father in, with boldness, even in the midst of struggling with various sins. This right here is what it means by it will not have dominion over you. For many thousands of years it had dominions over 
us as humans because of the, the, the our conscious and, and, and how the Father looked at us because he saw the sin on us. But when Christ come along and removes sin from our relationship through his blood, we now can talk to the Father, go to the Father. The Bible says we can stand before him blameless and in love. So this is what it means by for sin shall not have dominion over you. And uh, that song by Tasha um, Cobb Leonard, it's the same thing. But it, it is dual. It does have a dual meaning, in meaning you, it don't have to dominate you in terms of you don't have to be bound by it, addicted by it. Yes, it does mean that because there's power. It's given us power to tread upon serpents. And over all the powers of the enemy, the flesh is part of your enemy. True. But it also won't have dominion over you in terms of how the Father sees you. Feedback on that, Brother John, because uh, I know your time is limited tonight, or you may be working, but go ahead. What do you have to say about that then, Pastor Chris, please? Um, you may think that I'm trying to say this for effect, but that was the other thing that Rich said. <laughs> when I told you he came into the kitchen and uh-huh. we were talking, and we were just going over Actually, I wasn't even doing anything. I was eating some chili, just posted, and he is working through this uh, in his own head, just talking. But that's one of the things that he said, which we, you know how sometimes you you know a thing, but there is a clarity that, that you can get at times where you, you knew it before, but it's like you have a greater understanding of it. And he went on to, to just discuss the fact that you know you have the uh, the armor of the spirit, and he's just talking about it, on and so forth. But he's like, in the event that something um, goes amiss, uh, that does not prevent you from the what is the one scripture where it talks about. Um, I can't recall it, but you have the ability to still go before Christ. You you do not have the sin nature any longer. Yeah. You it's 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 in your flesh, and you still fight that. But just like you stated earlier, you have the ability to say "Abba, Father," and you have the ability to approach God. And everyone knows you can't approach Him with sin, so that part has been addressed which allows us to still go before him, and you have the high priest who, who who's able to, uh, in the exact same way as the high priest in the tabernacle and in the temple was the mediator um, between Israel and God, you now have the Messiah who's the high priest who operates in the same manner but not with the same <laughs> gift. <laughs> the gift, the blood is now his blood, and he's not in a tabernacle or a temple made with hands. He's in the one that those were fashioned after. So it's like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I ad lib, but that's exactly what my man was saying. And I was just like, yeah, that's what let me know. I'm like, okay, I got to go to Kentucky, and I'm going to go to Baltimore where I'm at now. I said, but. As soon as opportunity permits, I'm going back at it. I'm going back at it because 
when you get that type of bread like that, gosh, man, you want to continue to be fed by the bread of life. Brother John, that's powerful. Do you hear me? That is powerful, brother. Can you hear me okay? I, I can hear you, sir. I can hear you. Brother John, can you hear me? Okay, okay brother, brother John, John, can you hear me? Okay. okay. I don't, I don't know, know what happened, brother John, but anyway, Pastor Chris, that was powerful. You know. Mm-hmm. Fasting, because he was talking about the fast when he get done with all this traveling, he's got to go back to fasting. And yeah. that right there is, you know, put it like this. He's back. He's back. Brother John, you're back. Your line is open. But I was just saying, Brother John, Sorry about that. very powerful, very powerful. And, and, folks, again, he shows we come together as brothers and we talk and we laugh and we catch up. But that right there may be a word of the most high, probably to me. If, any, if nobody else, probably to me. Because I, I don't want to keep struggling with the same sins over and over and over. I really don't. I really, really don't, you know, because people look at you and they mock you, and they, and they, and it's not so much because of what people do either, because the Most High say don't do stuff. You don't want to break His heart, and also because sin comes to kill, steal, and destroy. It may not look like it, but sooner or later there's going to be destruction. So for these reasons, we're not, we ought not to be having things in our life to take away from life. Okay, now I'm sitting for talking like I got it all together again, but y'all heard me. So. But job fasting, though, you're talking about Isaiah 58, I think we'll say, isn't this the fast that I've called to break the bonds of, the, uh, of, of bondage and so forth? I think that's what you're calling. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. But uh, I want to, uh, if I quote that right, I think that's right, Isaiah 58. But I want to take, go back to uh, Romans 6. Brother, Brother John was really, uh, 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 he was talking about the dominion of sin after I had made my comments there. I, I think y'all should read, everybody should really take the time out to read Romans 6 because it starts off by saying, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Paul had just laid it out in such a way that he know folks going to say, you sound like you just want us to just go sin it. So that's why he started off with, what shall we say then? Shall we just go continue to sin? He says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? Keep sinning. Now, think about that statement there. And, I'm, again, I'm trying my best to turn to the Bible study, but this is deep, y'all. This, and this is where millions, if not, no, this is where billions of people live. He said, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to say that God, that the grace may abound? How shall we that are dead to sin stop right there? We can end this whole talk. He said, how shall we that are dead to sin? Just stop right there. What does he mean by we're dead to sin? He opened up with, what shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Again, he just talked about grace and, and the blood and all of that. And folks is thinking, man, this dude's saying, he, we saying we can just sin, sin, sin. So he goes on to say, we are dead to it. So if you're dead to it, why are you going to continue to talk about it as though you can do it? That's what I've been trying to tell folks. It's because in our spirit, we were born again, placed in Christ, 
And that word, there, it, there's no sin in Christ, the Bible says. And we're not under the law when we're under Christ because we're justified by faith. This is all done when the Christ offered himself. This is why I told y'all brothers some time back, let's do a show on, or let's ask the question, what happened when you get saved? Because I don't really think people know and believe. They just say, oh, you come to Jesus, shake the pastor's hand, and da-da-da-da-da. But they don't understand what happened in the spiritual realm, Brother John and Pastor Chris, to us. And I'm not trying to justify any kind of sin tonight. Um, like Pastor Paul here, what shall we see then? Shall we continue sin? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in any way promoting sin. I'm just saying we got to know what happened to us in the spirit. What happened to us? What really transpired? Why do we call each other brothers and sisters? So if, if you don't believe what happened in the spirit happened, stop calling each other brothers and sisters because we're not related by blood. I mean, you know, we are as a human family, but I mean, we really can't say brothers and sisters if you don't believe that the old you passed away and the new you is now connected to something called the body of Christ. If you don't really believe that, quit calling each other brothers and sisters. No, really, quit Talk about being a hypocrite. Don't do that. That's hypocritical. Don't say you're my brother and you don't even believe we're akin in the spirit. And if you do believe we're akin in the spirit, it has to be through Christ. And if it's through Christ, there's no sin in Christ. The sin lies in our flesh and the cravings of the flesh. The Bible says that's the last thing we're going to get is body. The last, that's the last portion so, of our sir, salvation. Yes, go right here. If I may. I think I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. And many people will look at this and be like, what in the heck are you saying? But I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Folks, if you are truly a born-again believer, you are not from this world. Absolutely. You are not from this world. You were with the Father before this world ever was created. And there's so many examples. There's so many examples of this. For instance, Pilate talking to Yehoshua, saying, you know, don't you know I have the power, you know, of life and death, basically? And he was like, you have no power aside from that which has been given to you. Don't you know? He's like, I, I'm not from. I'm not from here. <laughs> Let me put it in our colloquially spoken. I ain't from here. He's like, I'm, if I if I wanted to, I could call 140 brothers in Cadillac Escalade, and they would roll up on this and get and get at you right now, and even. <laughs> Even Pilot didn't want to see no Cadillac Escalade rolling up at the time. Oh, why did the Messiah say that? He's not from here. Jeremiah, he tells him, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. There's a a litany of scriptures that lets you know that. Yeah, John. Yeah. John, keep on rolling. John 15, book of John, chapter 15. Verse 14, you know, it talks about how we are not of this world. I've called you out of the That's world. Right. It says, John 15 and 19, That's you right. are of the world, the world, 
The world will love its own, but because you're not of this world, and I have chosen you out of this world, therefore the world hates you. This philosophy is talking scriptures. about you're, you're alien, you're peculiar people. It's, it's lots of scriptures saying that you sit in heavenly places. You sit in heavenly places. They can't get no more alien than That's that. Right. We sit in heavenly places. I'm telling you, but I really think most people don't believe it, even going to church. I just I just come to agree, come to understand that people just don't believe it. But they'll say brother and sister because it's just the thing to say. But they really don't believe in the new birth. They don't, that's what the problem we have with Brother Kenwin, and uh, he's probably listening. You know, but I think he may have forsaken us. We'll see. And he's welcome to come back on the show or any time, and I'm telling him because, again, we love Brother Mike, and I mean that. But I just think that's the problem. People have a hard time accepting the gift of righteousness, the gift. They have a hard it time. Cannot. when they When they look at what they did wrong, and they look at the righteousness, and they look at what they're doing wrong, and they, the righteousness, and they look at what they're doing wrong, and they say, how can that be? How can that be? Right. The flesh can't be. But you're not in the flesh. You're in the spirit, as the Bible says. That's the verse right there I just quoted. Go ahead, Brother John. I do want you to know that you entirely destroyed my message for the people, brother. But I'm going to try and pick up where I was. <laughs> no, you Most got me going. Silly. You got yeah, me going. Just... That was good. John, that was good. You got nah, me going. I'm just good. messing with you, bro. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I like joking around. But the fact of the matter is, folks, that's the reason why you can know for a certainty that the true Hebrew, the true Hebrew came from above. He, he was not made here on this earth. He was, it, he, it's not the foreskin that's cut of the flesh. It's the foreskin of the heart. And even Pastor Chris can appreciate that because that's Old Testament all day long. He can appreciate that. Um, uh, the, the fact is Is that that's what the Hebrew is They came from above How did Rahab get in? How did Rahab get in? The harlot How did she get in? Because she before Before she was formed in her mother's womb He knew her How did that happen? Folks We knew one another We just didn't know one another When we came here but he knew that we would find our way back to him, and we have, and we will continue to. And that's the reason why some people can never understand it. It's not meant for you to be under. It's not meant for you to understand. It's only meant for the chosen. And I'm not trying to be mean to the Hebrew Israelites when when I say some of those chosen are Gentiles. I mean, we have a, a we have nothing but examples: Cornelius, Gentile, the eunuch, Ethiopian eunuch, Gentile. Um, who's the who's who's the uh, uh, from Syria? The the uh, what is it? Uh, what's the word, Seth? When you have leprosy, <laughs> he had leprosy. But he was chosen, Naaman. Naaman oh, the Syrian chosen. Yes, second king yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah, chosen. But it's like he was in a he was he was of another nationality. Are we literally saying that God doesn't have the ability to choose who he wants from whatever nationality that he created in the first place? Folks, 
this is a deep revelation that we're talking about, the chosen of God, the ability to call him Abba, Father, and he, he sets your sin as far as the east is to the west. Again, Old Testament, Old Testament. He no longer holds your sin against you, Old Testament. Oh, my gosh, folks. It, when you embrace the concept you will realize why Hollywood makes all of these movies. Independence Day. Why, why, does, why do all of these movies have the same theme? <laughs> so you think that they don't know? They absolutely know. They absolutely know. Matter of fact, some of the movies even talk about what it's like after he comes back. There's still people who are in rebellion. Uh, Seth, I'm going I'm to I'm put you on mute. <laughs> I'm gonna put you on mute, Seth. There's a lot of noise coming from your line. I'm, I'm well, I had to call for sure. I got it on the line. Sorry about that. Y'all remember I have a sound. Okay, I'm just joking. So. Yeah, but Purcell is back. But well, well, all I'm saying at the, at the tail end here is that there's literally movies that talk about once he comes back and how there's a grassroots movement, the rebellion as they call it. <laughs> The, the people who end up being Gog and Magog. That's who they end up being. So yeah. it's like Hollywood knows and always has known. They deal directly, the, the higher-ups of Hollywood, the higher-ups of the music industry, those persons who are the higher-ups, they deal directly with Satan. And then you have the lower echelons. They only report to the higher-ups. They don't deal directly with him. Well, hold on hold on a second, because you said a lot and I said a lot and I and, uh... Pastor Chris, you've heard a lot uh, from Romans 6 to John talking about just various things about the Father and accepting us and the Gentiles. I know you have something to say there before John because he is he's doing his thing. And, John, we know right. you're doing your thing, by the way. Go ahead. Okay, brother. You know, the thing is, this is just me. You know, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Um, I don't spend a lot of time reading Paul because he said my message is to the Gentiles which we are not. So why why should I listen to what he has to say? Well, let me say this that, to you. I'm with you. Let me say this to you. I'm sorry, Chris. Hold on, hold on. I was hold just hold saying on. we respect that. Yeah, we do. We do. I, all I was saying, Seth, is we respect that because I believe, I believe wholeheartedly that you, that you can become a born-again believer, spirit-filled, the whole nine with just the Old Testament. And the fact right. is that you can do the, the same thing to me with just the apocryphal book. The, the, at the end of the day, the most important book is the one that's written on your heart. That's the same book that was written that came out to me two weeks ago when I was in California. Those words were already in the pages. I've read them a thousand times. But the Most High God has the ability to open our eyes, all of us, whether you – whether you um, uh, disregard the letters of Paul or whether I disregard Jeremiah, there's people who might not like a, a certain book. But I think when you have a relationship, he speaks to you. And, and Pastor, Pastor Chris, I know there's been times that you had insight that didn't even come from the Bible, but insight nonetheless. That's, that's, uh, so, yeah, there's no way I could disagree with what you're saying at all. Well, let me say this. Let me say this about Paul, 
and uh, I would love to know what Priscilla has to say. Let me say this about Apostle Paul. If we just simply take all the topics that Apostle Paul have brought out, you know, a lot of our conversation, we just don't say Paul, but it's based on Pauline teaching. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember though, he wasn't taught of himself. So a lot of his teaching, uh, help me out with the name, go, go, uh, what was he taught under the Gamalias? Help me out, Brother John. Yeah, he learned under the, under the teaching of Gamaliel, and he was three Gamaliel. years in Arabia, and the whole nine. And the whole, But here's the thing. Yeah. Once again, I repeat, you absolutely can get rid of everything Paul has taught. As, and the fact is that God can give it to you personally. You do not right. need it. How did Paul get it? Right, but here's my thing. If we with the Pauline epistle, have thousands of denominations. We can't agree on a lot of things. Obviously, somebody can't hear. Seth, pull, pull oh, back hold off on, the mic just a tad, Seth. I'm not hold interrupting on, you. you. I am yes, not, you are. I'm not interrupting you to say well, something. I'm talking no. right now. Go ahead, go ahead. Seth, go ahead, go you're, ahead. you're muffled, Seth. I'm telling you to pull back off the mic. Right now, I'm muffled? Yes, you're a little muffled. I was telling you to pull back off the mic a little bit. Okay, my bad. I apologize. I stand corrected there. You're I'm going to switch phones. I'm going to switch phones because I bought this expensive mic, and I keep trying it. So let's go to my regular phone here. All right. All right. We're going to switch phones. All right, now. Now I'm on my phone. Okay. okay. Brothers, Brothers and sisters, it's just it's, 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 it's it's a point, point where, where – um, I got to just say this about Pastor Paul. Do we not have the war in our flesh? Is it just the Gentiles who inward man seeks the father in his flesh? Do we not have the cravings of the flesh? Yes, we do. So why wouldn't we listen to this man talk about it? Well, he wrote to the Gentiles. Okay. Just because somebody isn't a Hebrew... And they are a Gentile, Pastor Chris and, and, and Brother Kenwin, and those of you that feel this way, I'm just talking. I don't know everything. Y'all could be right, but I have to stand up for my convictions. I'm thinking to myself, just because you're a Gentile, does that mean everything I tell you, none of it relates to the Israelites? If I'm talking about mankind and the craving of the flesh, do the... Hebrews not have that, and you only have that? See, oh, let me go on a little further. When I talk about love, and the greatest of these is love, is that only a Gentile thing? And for the Hebrews, they can hate or something like that, but for you Gentiles, y'all got love, and love is the greatest thing, blah, 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 blah. I don't get it. It sounds like that's universal. And in Romans 2, when it says, nature speak of God, the Most High, so old man, he literally says this in Romans 2, I think it is, Romans 1, 1 and 2. Old man, thou art without excuse. He says these words, old man, thou art without excuse. He didn't say G- 
Gentiles, you are without excuse. Everything Paul say wasn't like just the relationship. Okay. Can y'all hear me okay? Yes, yeah. Why you don't wear like that? Hold on, hold on. Why you don't go in? Why don't you go in for Jasper? Hold on a second. Hold on one second, Brother John. Hold on one second, because I got a mic issue right now. Hold on. Now y'all just heard. I just heard a a static noise. Can you hear me? Okay, right now. Yeah. Yeah. No static. Okay. Let me finish. Let me finish. Here's my thing. Talking to Gentiles. God, this is driving me crazy. This got to be the enemy. Please hear me, because I think this is the enemy. Just because Paul is addressing folks that are not Israelites, we got to understand what is the difference between an Israelite and a Hebrew. I mean, a Hebrew, a Jew, or Israelite versus a Gentile. What's the difference? One of them is under covenant, one of them is not. But now we're talking about a new covenant where both of them are under. So mainly it has to do with the law. Whatever Brother Kenwin was talking about. Okay, one of them used to keep the law. The other one is oblivious to the law. So one of them is going to keep circumcision. The other one is not going to be circumcised. Paul had to skate, you know, because one group of people is used to customs going to the uh, temple on the on the Sabbath. The other one's not used to that. One group of people is, has been given these, I say 613 laws. LSU says not that, but. Air, traditionally, they say 613 laws. The, these Gentiles don't have those. But now Christ have come. Now, with our spirit, this is not Paul. Now, this is this is the other. This is Christ and the other disciples talking about this. When you when you love with all the heart, soul, and mind and body, you fulfill the law. Christ taught that. Okay, does that only go to the Gentile? We're no longer under the law. We're no longer under the law. So we're no longer under the law. Paul had to teach these people these different types of lifestyles and stuff. So we want to throw out Paul, and I just really think at the end of the day, when we look at what the man taught, it's a lot of it goes to everybody. It's not just to the Gentiles. So anybody say, uh, I don't want to talk about Paul. All that I don't understand it. You're throwing away a well, lot of good yeah, teaching. We would not hold on. Last thing, say, last thing I'm gonna say. Last thing I'm gonna say. Last thing I'm gonna say. If I walk up to somebody that have never read a Pauline epistle and say, you know, I had this thing happen to me where a spirit, and this is a true story. Me and all my mess. The father used me when I was more devout than I am now, and he used me with something called the I'm telling y'all it happened. There are people that witnessed that LSU was one of them. There's other friends I can call in this line. They was there. I called out this spirit. I didn't even know what I was doing. And it finally manifested in this girl at this convention center where hundreds of people, well, probably one hundreds, but there was a lot of people out there that they saw this spirit in this girl. But you wouldn't have knew the spirit was in the girl. She just fell out. She went out. She fell out in church. But some told me that's not God. So I picked this girl up away from all of my friends in church. You don't pick no female up in no church. Have you lost your mind, Seth? Something came over me, and I knew what that was. I took her outside. 
where the fountains at Fort Worth, you know, there's some water fountains at the convention center. And I said to the fountains, I said, Father, help me, help me. What should I do with her? I picked up a female off the floor. Of course, I knew her, but still, you don't do that. And everybody started coming around praying for her because they thought she was sick because she was like a lump noodle, limp noodle. Next thing you know, I gave her to her boyfriend because that looked probably a little better. And I walked away saying, Father, I know what I felt. I know what I've seen. I kept saying I've seen, I felt, but I didn't see nothing. I just, it was in my knower. Now, look how I'm talking. Father, I know what I've seen. Father, I know what I know. See, I didn't know. But the Apostle Paul is the one that clearly tells you that the Spirit, when it comes on you, it can use you as a discerning of spirits. Not only that, but there's nine other gifts that's going to overwhelm you when you submit yourself to the Father, it is. And it may use you. You're not going to know what's going on if you didn't hear from Apostle Paul. It wasn't to just no Gentiles. Let me get Purcell well, in here. You know what go, 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 well, go ahead. If if he was so important, then why isn't, why isn't his writings in all the Christian traditions? Let me say this to you about that, uh, about Pastor Chris. I wasn't uh-huh. back when they had the Coptic Church. I don't know why Pastor Paul wasn't there. Maybe it was demonic. Maybe it was the enemy. But I know one well, thing. It's hold, not on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two, Let me just say this. And I promise you, you got, the, you got the floor. Just hold on. Let okay. me get this one little thing out. I know it's my show, but I don't mean to dominate. I'm trying my best to get out what I'm saying. You can talk as long as you need. Then we'll hear from Purcell and then John. I, don't, I wasn't back there at the Coptic Church. I went back there with the hieroglyphics. I went back there for the Africans that didn't include Paul. I don't know about the politics of that day. Maybe he, like Brother Elishua said, they favored Paul because they was Gentiles, and they didn't want, they preferred, just because they favored him, like Elishua also said, it doesn't mean because the Gentiles pushed Paul because he was writing a letter to the Gentiles that what he was saying was wrong. All I know, Pastor Chris, in 2022, I kid you not, the Most High is my witness. Lying is not one of my weaknesses. I kid you not. If I got a dollar for every time that happened to me and the times I've heard other people use in similar ways, I'll be able to pay my rent. I'm trying to tell you this is real. You don't, If you can't explain it, and the other gospels, the other, the other disciples don't go into it, why would you reject the book that perfectly explains it? Because you it's not another it, it Christian mean, tradition. It? And you, and you got to know you, that the Western Bible was made up. It was taken from a lot of different traditions. And they put Paul in there because he was the prophet that came to them, supposedly. All I'm saying to you is, if you can't explain it, and this man not only explains it, but tell you how to get it going on in your life, and then when you do what he say, which he should have been under the inspiration of the Father, just as much as Peter and James and everybody else, it comes alive in 2022. You want me to ignore that and go on the facts of some Coptics or some Africans 10,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago because they didn't include him, I'm supposed to ignore him? Well, how did Rome get the, the right? Where did it come from? I wasn't back then. I don't know all those policies. Well, no, I just you, know I what's going you, on today. I'll tell you, it, it came from Africa. It came from the Gnostic and the Coptic tradition. 
That's Let me where tell it came what, from. Rome, Rome did not invent Christianity. They took Christianity and formulated Western Christianity, but Western Christianity does not have all of the books. They took some of the books out. And You're talking as though, and I hear you, Brother John, trying to get in there, uh, 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 per se. We're coming to you next. Next. Pastor Chris, hold on a second. Okay. All I'm saying is this, brother. All I'm saying is this. You can bring up a lot of things like that, and I can bring some other scholars that's going to argue. Actually, it wasn't like that. The, couple, the church really, I, we weren't there hundreds of years ago, man. Well, All but I it's know, in the Listen, book. listen, listen. It's listen. In the book. Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris. I now promise you, you got the, the mic. You got the mic, yes, brother. Sir. I'm saying this. All I know, I'm an uneducated black man, pretty much uneducated in some ways. Some ways I'm very educated. But, I mean, I don't have degrees and all that. But I promise you, I can tell you things that will make you not be able to sleep tonight. And I'm not trying to hype things up. People know me. I, it's not just me. It's millions of people that have these experiences, and they line up with what Apostle Paul taught. Now, they don't even know nothing about nothing about no Paul, nothing about him not being admitted. All they know is these experiences, and when you look throughout the Scriptures, there it is. And it happened also in the Old Testament here and there. But as far as someone explaining what it is, like he said, I show you Mars Hill when he's on Mars Hill. I show you a more excellent way. I agree with him. Now, does that mean he invented all this stuff he said? Maybe he's quoting somebody else. But all I know is it works for me. Brother John. All I'm trying to say, brother, is that Paul explaining it does not mean that that's what made it happen. You say you say it like what would you know? What do we do? And again, I'm not trying to be an apologetic on behalf of Brother Chris or uh, or um, uh, I forget my other man's name. All I'm saying is that if you did what you did outside of knowing the writings of Paul, but you saw what you saw and you did what you did. The only thing that's missing is the fact that you didn't understand how you did it if it were not for the writings of Paul, which means that what's more important, doing it or understanding it? There's a lot more that you do not understand, nor me, nor Pastor Chris, nor Brother Purcell, because even Paul said that uh, that there's what's what we are to receive, what we're going to get, we can't even fathom it. We don't know. It's beyond our ability to reason. So just because you can say, hey, this is the discerning of spirits, what would you rather have, the knowledge or the fact that you were able to discern it and deal with it and with the situation? To me, the gift is still the gift whether you know what to call it or not. No. No, Brother John, I disagree. Let me tell you why briefly, and you How can finish. How could you possibly disagree with that? Hold on a second. Brother John, not only did okay. Apostle Paul tell you what it was up there, okay. no other person goes off into how he constantly encountered spirits and why they was there and how he got rid of them. There's nobody going to warfare more than he does as far as this man wrote half of the New Testament. No, yes, there is. Yes, it just simply wasn't written, Seth. What you got from Paul were Paul's writings. There's a litany of other people who did not write. 
you literally think that Paul was the end all when it came to the no, listen, God? Listen, no, listen, listen, don't, but John, don't add words to what I'm saying. All I'm saying is this: for whatever reason, okay, they didn't they didn't include okay. Book of Jasher, they didn't include this book, they didn't include that that book. Bottom line is, if you say what person in the Bible is going to give me some clarity on what happened at their convention center. You have to be honest and, and, and not call the books Apostle Paul. We don't call James James and Peter Peter. Why would we call books of Paul Paul Paul? It's the Bible. I didn't call it that. When we talk about the book of James, book of Peter, we just say the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. When we talk about Paul, we say Paul. There is, a, I'm telling you, there's some hatred for this guy. And I don't put him over James or Peter or anybody. You hear me quoting all of them. I just call it the Bible, and I still say this. You say which one you rather have. I want both of them. I want to know what happened that night. How? No, how that, there's a reason more? why I ask that question. There's a reason. I obviously would want both, but there's a reason why I ask that question. And the reason is the reason is what's more important: the gift. Or the explanation of the gift? I say, to be honest, listen, brothers. The gift. I'm tell- answer listen, that one, listen. Seth. Just give that a, just answer that one. I, 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 I don't know. That, listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you what happened. Since you want to go there, let me go. Let me tell you what happened. I didn't cast it out. I know you didn't. You told me this. So, hold, hold on, but, hold on, brother John. But you hold on, brother John. If I had okay, knowledge, though, why come I can't? Go ahead, brother. Let me know when you're done. All I'm saying is that you've told me this, and L has told me this, and I understand all that has taken place. All I'm trying to say is the Apostle Paul explained the nine gifts of the Spirit. He explained the fruit of the Spirit, and that's great. But what's more important, the gift or the explanation? Because the fact is that if you did not operate in the gift, there would be no reason to explain it <laughs> because the situation never would have unfolded that way. You My were the first this. step the in fact a that you're process. Able to say, the fact that you're able to sit here and say, what's more important, the gift or the explain you wouldn't even be able to say the gift because you wouldn't even know what it's called. You would just say the gift. Call what you want to. Right, but you wouldn't even know to say the gift if it wouldn't have been for the Apostle Paul's teaching. I don't mind Uh, calling it anything other than the gift. I don't mind calling it something else. All I'm saying is that it came from the hand of God, and it came to us as men. So whether it's called a gift, whether it's called the juju, you can call it whatever you want. All I'm saying is that the fact that you were able to see that is more important than someone else's ability to explain it. That's all. My thing is the fact that the word of the Most High Yah under the inspiration of Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter, Apostle James, or whatever the whoever the Father wants to use, despite what the Nicene Council allowed to come in, well, we're going to allow you folks here to hear from God in, but you hear from God, we ain't going to allow you in. Book of Joshua, we ain't going to allow you in, but we allow all the more Paul. Let's get another Pauline epistle in here. Uh, we allow you in the canon, we ain't going to allow. If they're inspired of the Most High, we don't throw them out. 
Jane, hold on before before you comment though. Those of you that call the phone line, stay where you're at because we're about to wrap this show up, and, and once 10 o'clock hit, you will not be able to hear us any longer. Uh, those of you online, if you want to continue listening, you got to call the phone line quickly, quickly, 914-205-5590. One more time. Call us quickly if you want to keep listening. We'll roll over just a little bit. 914-205-5590. Push up, push up comment we're going back and forth we're not trying to ignore you but you see we just this is good stuff here so any comments brother Purcell all I'm going to say is this I don't typically entertain if you will these type of uh because it reminds me too much of a debate, someone who don't know Christ, someone who just trying to be trivial and trying to duck the opportunity to, to know Christ and live. Um, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Seth. I, I, I call it the Bible. Um, and I believe it's Second Timothy that lets us know that it was inspired by God. I know there's too many things that I've learned from the Apostle Paul. Um, I know that the Apostle Paul has a powerful message. I believe that the message of Paul keeps us grounded as believers. It reminds us of um, how we should walk. Um, one of the most famous scriptures written by Paul, and you've heard me reference this scripture before, and that's Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I think he was more concerned about, I don't care if it was a Gentile or the Jew, he was more concerned about you uh, finding the will of God for your life. Now, if that's just for the Gentile, um, I might as well leave this thing alone, you know, and just go ahead and do what I've been doing or do what I was doing. I just feel like the Apostle Paul's message was too life-changing to just dismiss. I believe that anything in Scripture, our modern-day Scripture, I think is too powerful and too pertinent to this walk. For us, Paul admonishes admonishes us how important it is to love. That's the apex of salvation, love. That's the way that they'll know you, by the love that you show one to another. Love. Love is the eight, and he admonishes that. He admonished that. Paul. Paul admonished that. Paul admonished that. 
Paul, 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 forgetting those things which are behind, reach forth, press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. As to the Gentile, then I might as well leave this thing alone. That is, that's encouraging to me as a believer. That helped me. That helped me stay rooted and grounded. That helped me stay the course. The message of Paul helps you to stay the course. And, you, and he admonishes uh, in the fourth chapter, one of the, four, the fourth chapter of Romans is one of, the, one of my favorites, where he talks about being fully persuaded that what he promised he was able to perform. That's encouraging to the believer, to the Jew. That's encouraging to the Jew. So, again, I don't, I don't usually entertain these types of conversations because these types of conversations, in my, in my opinion, are trivial. And it takes away from um, the importance of the gospel and the importance of our relationship with Christ, in my opinion. It's just me talking. I don't want to offend nobody, but Jesus said, I come to offend. So um, if it offend you, if the shoe fit, you know, so be it. But the real is we're in this thing for Christ. It's for Christ I live and for Christ I die. I love what God loves and I hate what God hates. Paul had an experience. He had, he had, he had, and not an experience. I'm sorry. I take that back. He had an encounter, which makes his message that much more powerful. Because it's the encounter that you and I both have had that makes the difference. It's the encounter. It's the encounter. I believe it's Paul that teaches us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. That's a message to the believer. We got so many haughty, haughty preachers feel like they can live this life any kind of way, sleeping with the congregation, Pentecostal pimps. Man, come on. Without Paul, we wouldn't know how to deal with them fools. So that's where I'm at with that. That's where I'm at with that. So, and that's all I have to say about that. That just don't make sense to me. And like Paul said, I count not myself to have apprehended. But he said, I've apprehended that that I've been apprehended of. Man, come on. Um, Out of just unfettered respect, I just sat here, Brother Purcell, uh, 
I'm I'm almost baffled at how we end up here. Um, even Paul says some of you are claiming Paul, some of you are claiming Cephas, some of you are Paulos. Did Paul die for you? Did Cephas die for you? No. None of us died for you. The Messiah died for you. That's right. Understand that what I am saying has absolutely nothing to do in and of itself with Paul and Paul's writing. Brother John. All I'm trying to say. Yes. Brother John. Brother John, yes. I'm out in 10 seconds. I'm out in 10 seconds. But for time's sake, I want you to finish. I'm not to keep talking. But just for 10 seconds, i got to okay. say this. Keep in mind when they had that argument, they were not listening to the others. They were only listening to Paul, and this camp was listening to only. We're not knocking the other apostles. We're not knocking no scripture. So we're not pro-Paul. It's not quite the same. Go ahead. Okay. Here's the thing. You, you, on Paul's shoulders, do not does not the gospel lie. God, Paul had revelations that was given to him by the Messiah. Huge, agreed, huge revelation. He was chosen specifically by the Messiah, likely because he was very, very passionate to the degree that he studied likely beyond more than what others studied. He went in, but he is not the Messiah. I think it's important to, to understand what I'm simply trying to say is that if you had a choice, as a matter of fact, I'll take one step back. This book, be it Paul, James, John, Jeremiah, call it out who you want. To the Gentiles, it's foolishness. All of them. It's foolishness. All the, the the lofty things that you guys have said about Paul to the Gentiles, it's foolishness. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm looking to berate Paul. Hold a second, everybody. There's Paul. a noise. There's somebody moving around. This happens at the end of the show. We're wrapping up in minutes, y'all. Again, if you're not talking, probably want to mute us, okay, because this is key what he's saying. Go ahead. Or important, I should say. All I'm, All I'm trying to say and, and I, I, I say choice because I see one thing more important than the other. If you have the choice to have the spirit of God and the insight of God without none of the book, I'm talking about Genesis to Revelation, or you could have Genesis to Revelation. What would you rather have? And I'm confident that everybody, everyone would say, I'd rather have the Spirit of God because it wasn't one person who wrote that book, even the ones who are not in the book, who did not receive the revelation from God. So if you don't have the revelation, you can't even understand the book that they wrote. This is not me fighting against Paul. This is not me being a pastor. This is not me being an apologetic on behalf of Brother Chris and Brother uh, Kenwin uh, Castleberry No 
All I'm saying is that if you've ever had the most high God open your eyes to a thing, you will understand what these people in the Bible, be it Paul, Jay, matter of fact, Brother Purcell, you said a moment ago about, you know, the, the, the writings of Paul and, and all that they meant. However, again, the other week I was saying, like, you had people who went before, before them, the parents of John the Baptist, who were perfect. They walked in the law perfect. They didn't have Paul. You have you have Gentiles. Yes. John, I think what needs to be said is this because you're building something I think that's not quite said. And I'm only interjecting because I think as you're going down a road that we didn't build. Hear me out real quick and I'll make this quick because I don't I really don't want to interrupt this time of when we're rushing like this, but we never said Paul was better than the others. We never said we don't listen to Paul. We never said oh. we favor That's Paul not. over the others. Hear me out. We never said we favor Paul over the others. We never said we listen only to Paul. We never said we don't, we're not, we're just talking about it's the scriptures. And like Elishua said, it's not that what he said was wrong. It's just that they pushed him because he wrote to his their people. So my script, my word, my, my concern is this: if the man said what the father had to say, let's just say it was to the Gentiles. Does that mean every single thing he said, what Brother Purcell just said, none of it relates to us? And because we're so, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, on, one last thing, one last thing. We're so excited, we're so excited about what he's saying, some kind of way you're hearing that we're pro-Paul and against the, we're not against James. No. So why are you saying that? I'm not saying that. You keep keep putting the two of the pick. Hold, Hold on, you said, if you had to pick, between the gifts and the teaching, which we so obviously we're gonna say the gifts. So then you say, well, see, Paul, it's not. It's it's, it's more important to get together. No, it's more important to get both. If the Father is speaking to Apostle Paul, guess what? Everybody else can shut up. I'm hearing him. If the Apostle, if the, if the Most High is speaking to James, guess what? When you when you quote James, Paul said they ain't got nothing to say. Now, if y'all want to say Paul was not teaching the word of the Father, now you're talking. You want to say that. But if Paul was teaching the word of the Father, I know what you're saying, Brother John. You're saying you can get it by the Spirit, you can get it by the Spirit. But if we got it by Paul, and it really was the same Spirit, you're saying, go get it by the Spirit, go get it by the Spirit. If the Spirit did speak through the man, why is there an issue? Because you are willing to demean people in whom the Spirit dwell, because they didn't accept it from Paul. And to me, the Spirit that indwells them is more important than the writings that you're elevating no, for Paul. No, I'm like Brother this. If they don't want to accept God in Paul, yeah, I'm going to look at them cockeyed. God, how would you put God and Paul in the same sentence? Listen, the same way I put God, God and James in the same sentence. Unless 
James is talking about God, that would be the only reason why you would do that. But the fact is that God is the one who gave the information. He's the one who gave the That's all I'm saying, Brother John. To go to the, and just all I'm saying for time's sake, listen. If the Most High speak through John Clark, and we know it's the Most High, you become equivalent to Paul to me. I can't make exactly. it no clearer than that. That's Hold all on I'm a second. Saying. Hold on a second. If Pastor Chris speak under the unction of the Holy Spirit, Pastor Chris become equal to Paul to me. Please don't get me mixed up. I'm not. We don't know Paul thing. We just saying the man wrote something that related to the Gentiles, and folk are trying to make like they don't look. They don't want to listen to him for nothing. And brother, like Pastor Purcell, like Brother Purcell just said, I can understand why he said I'll entertain it. It's the scriptures. It encourages. It has caused revival. Why would you throw out the man? Why would you throw out James? Why would you throw out Peter? Everyone can have a reason why they do not take a book in the same way that the Council of Nicaea chose not to add the book that they didn't add. Everyone can have a reason. All I'm saying is that if a person chooses that this is not what they want to accept, that does not make the hand of God any shorter to still speak to them directly through the other books that they do accept. They may not have right. certain revelations, whatever the case may be. They may not have that. But to me, it's their prerogative <laughs> to choose, like, the books that they accept and read and teach. That's all. Well, I, to I me, you understand may, what's maybe that's what we're different. That. Maybe that's what we're different. And that, now you found some maybe we can disagree on. I disagree on that. I don't think you pick and choose which you, which one. Now that goes back to what you were yeah, saying. I'm a fault. Hold on a second. How often do second. you read Song of Solomon? Hold on, How often hold, do you I'll, read, I'll read all Solomon? of it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You just heard me say this. If Pastor Chris or yourself or anybody, mm-hmm. I believe the Father speaks through Pastor Chris. I do believe that. If Pastor Chris, if let's just say I was at work and somebody said, you need to watch your diet. And, and I'm really going through something with my body, and, and, and it's just the way they say it, it sounds like it's God. And then somebody else said, when I'm into Kroger's, I'm strange, I don't know. You know, if you do this, this will help your kidney. And I have kidney trouble, and they don't know it. And then Pastor Chris is on the line, he happened to say something about the kidney. far as I'm concerned, Pastor Chris' word is the same as Pastor Paul, because I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to him. That is all I'm saying, brother. Nothing else, nothing less. God can speak to whoever he does. Y'all can speak to whoever he does. He speaks to you. He's spoken through you. But if you think I'm about to throw out Brother Pastor Chris, I'm about to throw out Brother John Clark, I'm about to throw out Elishua because they say they was called to teach to white people, and I'm black. And I and I know some of what they said set people free. It's all kind of stuff wrote for other people that we've been blessed by. We're talking about the Bible, though. And and I, I understand what Purcell is saying. And some people feel like him. It's trivial. What we're talking about right now is trivial. It's like this man, if, if <laughs> I don't want to hear Paul. So you don't want to hear half the New Testament, the New Covenant, under which very a lot of us don't know about. We 
and, and you're talking like we really the new plug, last thing, last thing, last thing. I promise. You're talking like we're really plugged into the Holy Spirit. God is just using us mightily. We casting out devils, raising the dead, gifts is operating. We really can hear the Spirit. That's what I can say. Maybe you might have a point by saying, "I don't want to listen to this person. I don't want to listen to that person," because He's flowing through you. We're living in a time where people can barely hear what God is. Church is confused about homosexuality and all the time. No, man, I'm not throwing out no Bible. Sorry. Sir, if you can tell me that you've read the Song of Solomon as many times as you read the Book of Romans, then what you say I entirely embrace. But if for any reason you have not, for all intents and purposes, you, you have, have thrown just out said. the Bible. Don't have nothing to do with what I just said. Don't have nothing to do with what it I just does. said. There's no way you can use that measurement to prove nothing. Serious. You sang the Song of Solomon, a, a, a poetic poem. Yes, I've read it, but to, to say if you've read it, this, that means oh, that don't mean nothing. I what I read it, it. That you read it. I didn't say that you didn't read it. I said if you've read it to the same degree that you read Romans, then I can it's embrace It's got the same power. It does have I'm the same power. I'm not saying power. that it doesn't. You're incriminating you, Seth. The fact is that only you know who read it if you read it as much as Romans. The fact but, is John, that I, don't I don't understand what you're saying right now because – one I don't know of a single person who I don't know of a single person who has read Song of Solomon as much as any other book in the Bible. <laughs> That's just a book that people don't, don't read. What does, I never mean? People what does it mean? It. What does it mean? So what, what if means, I what if I say it, you're what right? It, what, what you esteem a book, you esteem a book higher than another book. That's what it no, means. No, you you hold on a second. But John, you don't have the authority yes. to say that. Because you're not God. You don't know what I esteem Romans or Solomon Solomon or Book of Habakkuk, or you don't know that. You really don't know that. Here's I, what I don't you know. To know it. Here, hold on a second. Hold on a second. We got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. Here's, here's what you do know. I go hard whenever I hear somebody come against what we call, what Purcell call, what millions of call the Word of God. That's what you know. And, and Paul is the, the one person. Hold on, brother John. Brother John, hold on a second. It's a last thing I'll say. I, I promise tonight. Last thing I'm gonna say. Last thing I'm gonna say. The, even the even the people in the Bible don't call it the Bible. Hear me out. Hear me out. The world right. that you live in. The world that you live in. If you go to Kroger, go outside your door right there. Don't go no more than ten feet, and, and carry the Bible with you. What I call the Bible, and ask people, what is this? Nobody's going to say the canonized. They're going to say the Bible. So I don't know what you're talking about. Hear me out. We you call it the ask Bible. The people in it's, the Bible. It's just being a collection. Ask, ask Hear me the out. people in the Hear, Bible. Okay. Hear me out right that. now. I'm talking about right. our earth, our date, our time we live in. It's a collection of books canonized. We know about the politics that went into it. But my point is this. You and LSU and Pastor Chris said the Apostle Paul, his works, well, not Brother Pastor Chris in his defense, but in LSU said it. Paul was put there more heavily than others who was politically motivated because he spoke to their people, the, the people that authorized. You never heard me say that. Now, I'm saying LSU said that. Hold on, I said LSU. 
So Elishua said, okay. that don't mean his teachings was wrong. It's just that they agreed. pushed it. So let's say this. Let's say this. You say agreed. So let's say this. Let's say they got all Pauline epistles in there, but they didn't put in Jasher, they didn't put in this, they didn't put in that. Why would you throw out or throw shade on somebody because they got all this stuff in there? They should have got everybody's stuff, but they didn't. I got that. But glean from what they did put in it. Be a scholar of what they did put in it. Learn with their relationship with the Father with what they did put in it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not against Pastor Chris as far as him being. I believe Pastor Chris and, and you, I see y'all equal, man. I see y'all as equal. I see. I really do. That's why I invite Pastor Chris on and you on. I really think the Father uses y'all. I, I don't take Paul's word over y'all. But if you're telling me that you don't want to listen to nothing Paul say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. stop everything. Best. You never heard me say that. You, you've never heard me say that. Ever. I'm not saying in you said your life. I'm, I'm saying Pastor Chris said he don't use Paul that much. He just said that. He and said it all the time. Right. right. And I have a prerogative and, and too. Hold on. Hold on. Brother John, I have a prerogative too. My prerogative is not superior than his prerogative. He's a man. He speaks his mind. He's 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 bold with what he does, Pastor Chris. I'm talking about. I respect that. I hope I always, I hope I have that too. I'm just saying, like Pastor Minister Purcell said, I don't get this. You're talking about the Bible. You're talking about books that have encouraged people. You're talking about people. You're talking about books that Pauline epistles that have encouraged and helped spiritual warfare, but not over James, not over Peter. It's just that we want to, whoever talks about spiritual warfare, we go to it. It just happened to be Paul. He just so happened to have wrote most. I ain't throwing no shade on that brother, man. We can wrap this show up, man. I got to wrap this show up. Final words, but John, right. I'm not going to shut you up. Go ahead. You have the final, and then we'll. Uh, good show. Pastor Chris, I, I think Pastor Chris dropped. Let me see. Pastor Chris hung up. That's what I mean. But stay on your ground. See, he brought this up, so I'm, maybe it's the line drop because he do have a bad line. But I'm just saying, this is this is why Purcell said what he said. If the man is speaking of the Father and his words is from the Father, yeah, you're right. We can rewrite them. I've said it. If they get rid of the Bible, we can rewrite it. True, I agree. I agree. I agree. But why throw shade on him? That's what I don't get. Brother well, like Jesus said, said there's no shade. There's no shade that I've thrown on Paul. The only thing that I'm saying is that if a person decides that that's not what what they want to read, that's their prerogative. That's all. They're also saying, though, to the listeners, when they say things like, Pastor Paul writing things nowhere in the Coptic Church. Pastor Paul was not mentioned among the African. How come they want me? You heard Pastor Chris. So what that's going to do to the listeners, which we got to be responsible for, we're responsible for baby Christians listening, who listen probably to some of these Israelites that's, that's been on hate, because I think that's what's behind dogging out Paul, because he talks about love, and if you get rid of Paul, you can possibly preach hate. That's what I think. That's just my own. Well, that's not what Pat. You know, you and I both not, not Pastor Chris, Chris, not Pastor Chris, not Pastor Chris, not Pastor Chris, but the young yes. people listening 
and then listen to these Hebrew Israelites. But that doesn't mean that if Pastor Chris says something that's true, that it should be shunned. If there's a greater statement to be made that offsets his statement, then say it. But to me, to pretend like what he said is incorrect, that uh, doesn't do anyone any good. Here's what Pastor Chris said. what he said is true. He made it sound like he said, I do not use Apostle Paul in my teachings. I very little. He said every week. People are listening every week. Yet you have people coming right behind him quoting Pastor Paul every week. Now, I still want him on the show and I, and I, because he brings a certain kind of gift, and he's more than welcome. I, I, I welcome anybody that disagrees. We, you and I disagree. We're still boys, so I hope Pastor Chris will be the same. But my thing is this. There are people listening. You heard Purcell Porsche talk about the great messages he gleaned and strength he gleaned from Pastor Paul. You want to take out that man's message, even though the Holy Spirit can tell him the same thing and they can write their own Bible? I got you. I got you. But if you got baby Christians that can barely understand what the Father is saying, why would you get rid of a teacher? That's Apostle Paul. Well, you can hear by your own spirit. You have an unction from the Holy One, need nothing anyone should teach you. That's one of my favorite scriptures. But you got these young folk like Brother Kenwin kept on hearing all these scriptures. And just kept not getting it. The brother on the show Sunday, and he's done, it's a recorded show, so I'm not making this up. You can listen for yourself. I was talking about pressure on our people. And he said, you mean to tell me you know all this about what they're doing to us, and you still can love them, man? I say, Brother Kim, we have to love them because if some using them, they ain't evil. They're practicing evil. He said he was emotional. He was kind of crying. You can hear him tearing up. You mean you know this, man? You still want to love these people? Okay. Is there any reason he had beef with Paul? He ain't never said this in his defense, but if you listen to the people that he do listen to, New York, a lot of IS, you know, the people he talked about this debating the one bishop, they constantly preach hate. And guess what? Guess what? They don't believe in Apostle Paul. But, Brother John, you talking about Pastor Paul is one thing. Pastor Chris talking about Paul is one thing. These Israelites and some of them, and not, not everybody that believe we Israel believe like them. I'm gonna say most don't believe like them. They only represent like point point zero zero three of the Israelites, really. They actually talk against Paul. So you got to be careful what you're feeding when you're saying things about Paul because people are listening and they're looking for a reason to write him off. I'm out. Hey, Purcell, you was trying to get in there. He was trying to get in there. Hold on, let's let Purcell get in there, and then you can come in after him, John, and wrap it up. I Very just, well. just got to get him in there. We've been talking a while. Purcell, sorry, I just had to get to that, bro. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I just, like I said, I don't typically uh, – I don't typically dabble in these types of debates because this is a debate that you will have with an unbeliever. This is not a debate that I would expect to have with a believer. It's just not. Um, I really, I mean, to be honest, I just really don't, I don't have a take on it. I don't have a take on it. 
First, well, I do have a take on it. And my take is this is part of the reason why. This is the type of thing that's my assignment. This is, I recognize this as my assignment. Because, like Murdoch said, the thing that concerns you the most is the thing to which you've been assigned. This type of division within the body of Christ, to me, further impedes the unity, the coming into the unity of the faith. Because it trivializes the gospel Or the message the, the, the message of salvation It trivializes it Because my question would be Well what does that have to do with salvation? Paul, when Paul speaks Once he was converted When Paul speaks All he speaks about Is Pointing Whoever it is that the message is is to, to the Father. Every one of the epistles. If If it's not pointing them to the Father, it's a rebuke for them uh, not um, following the Father. So I mean I don't I don't understand that. Jesus said if they for us, leave them alone. And Paul has exhibited in what is twenty six books? Twenty six books of the New Testament or New Testament. He's exhibited that he's for the Christ. So how we could be debating uh, his, I guess it's almost as if we could be debating his sincerity, which to me is asinine. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, to me it's just unbelievable. Some of the stuff that we as believers get. For sale. Purcell, I have to say this for clarity's sake. Brother John is not knocking his sincerity. Brother John is just saying the same Holy Ghost that Paul has, we have. In some kind of way, he feels like um, he's not. He's got three three different messages. Brother Kenwin is saying, First of all, I'm talking step, step. First of all, I'm talking to the ones who's saying just dismiss Paul. This this is this is who I'm talking to. I'm not per se talking to John. Because I don't I don't believe John believed that way. I I mean I just don't believe he believed that way. Just dismiss Paul. And let me clarify for 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 my uh for my sake, I wasn't equating Paul to the Christ at all. Okay? I'm not making him 
although we heirs and joint heirs with Christ, yeah, as believers, okay. So technically, he has the same authority. We have the same authority. This is the stuff. This is the kind of stuff we forget, which causes us to put one up and set another one down. When in fact, we still, we all got that same power. Of course, it's different levels based on based on your faith, but for the most part. We heirs and joint heirs with Christ. So we got the same power. The same spirit that quickened his mortal body is in us. But we trivializing about Paul not being in some books that the average Christian or believer, if you will, not even familiar with that information he's talking about. So it has no bearing on a, a, a man or woman's salvation. It has no no bearing whatsoever. So it's of, it's of none effect. It ain't even necessary. That's, that's personal. That's information you want to know just because you a scholar or you want to look like a scholar or, again, you a, or you a scholar, and that's just what you do. But that doesn't change the complexion of salvation at all. At all. All it does is bring more division, more unnecessary conversation that is directed from the Christ, from the relationship with the Christ that we all are seeking for. Seeking first the kingdom of God. We should all be seeking the righteousness of God so that we in right standing with God. I think what the danger is is this. I think if you personally really listen to John, I think you got three different messages. I think John is saying what we're saying Really, and I'm not saying that because of nothing else other than what I'm saying. John, I think, is saying what we're saying. We have the same authority. He has given us the power, the spirit is in us to, to even write, as Paul wrote. But my concern is everybody ain't there. They don't even know what I just said. They barely can hear. That's why you need teachers and apostles and all that. So... The teachers and apostles and all that are going to be teaching from probably Paul. (laughs) My point is to take a a source of our education in the church and put a negative light on him like to say, I don't read Paul. Well, you're making people question Paul, not John. John is just saying, bruh, you don't have to lean on him as he's the only way, the only teaching, because we have the same power. True. But we can't hear, right. or we don't hear like we're supposed to. Now, we all heard clearly the voice of the Father. I actually still say what John is saying, even now, but I don't know what I would, and Ella Shua sometimes even say what John is saying. So, I, 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 not that he's always right, but I actually agree with them on one thing. 
that we have that power in us. But when Elishua speak, when John speak, when Purcell speak in this, and you know it's the Ruach HaKadosh, they have the same authority as Paul. That should have ended this conversation when I said that. But some kind of way that people are hearing that I'm putting more in Paul than I am other than I'm not. I'm just saying, why throw out scripture? I don't get it. Why Why say you're not going to quote the scripture, even if it is to the Gentiles? It, let's just say it is 100% to the Gentiles. Let's even say, you know, I believe some of what Paul said we can use. But let's say some kind of way what Paul say, none of it, 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 it relates to us. Why not listen to him anyway and just see what he told the Gentiles? And see the glory of God, see the glory of God on the Gentiles. Why are you going to throw them out of your church? Why don't you want to hear nothing he said? That makes you look suspect. That's to me. And and, and in Pastor Chris' defense, I understand him too. He's saying, well, listen, we got to look at how these books came into. Why come the Africans don't have them? How come Coptic? I understand, Pastor Chris, please don't throw him under the bus. Because we got to ask those questions. Well, if the Coptics had a more pure form, Africans had more pure form, where was Paul? But maybe they was under the influence of the evil. Maybe they was listed to the devil. Or maybe Paul shouldn't be there. But again, if Paul shouldn't be there, how are you pastoring? How are you pastoring, Pastor Chris, is what I was going to ask him. Because the authority of the church, most of it, is taught by Paul. How can you turn around and say, well, I don't teach Paul, but your institution that bring you your livelihood and that, that you stand firm in and, and the way you're teaching, you know, I don't get it. I just feel like you throw, you make, you, you cast doubt. To me, this whole conversation, this is a great show because a lot of people are questioning Paul, so we didn't waste the time, but it does cast doubt on Paul. Maybe we shouldn't listen to him. Maybe not, but not James, not Peter, cast doubt on Paul. That's where I'm at. Go ahead, uh, 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 final words, uh, Purcell, and then final words, Brother John, and we up the show. Y'all, we got to wrap up. No more three-hour shows. Come on now. <laughs> Go ahead, Purcell. I just wanted to say that there is one thing I agree with John on. Well, I guess I more than one, but this one particular thing, I agree with what he said, and that was, if I got it right, that was that Pastor Chris, it's his prerogative for him to have that position. I agree. I agree, because he's a grown man. He's a grown Man, and the Bible says from Paul that every man must be fully persuaded, must be fully persuaded, must be fully persuaded in his own mind. So he absolutely, absolutely, I'm not knocking his position, my position is, just what you just said, Seth, is the light on my issue, I guess, if you will, 
is the, is the light that it casts on the body of Christ and the light that it casts to the unbeliever. It's more confusion. It just it just shows more confusion, more of us being disjointed. It's it's it's, it's to our detriment, y'all. We already in a sad state of affairs as the body of Christ. I've said that numerous times with with several amen. And we in a sad state of affairs. Yes. The last point to make is that's the way they will know you. By the love that you show one to another. I'm going to tell you what. The reason why the Muslims have such a huge following, the, the, the Muslims that I'm talking about is brothers on, on the corner with the bean pies and the, the bow ties and the, uh, selling the incense. Them guys are winning more brothers. They winning more brothers than Christianity is winning, I promise you that, because of their unity. Because of their unity. And they're interested in ministering, if you will, to the whole person. So we 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 got to get it together, man. That's just the bottom line. We got to get it together. But uh, but yeah, he's 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 more than welcome to his own opinion. You know, I ain't tripping. I'm not tripping. I ain't tripping. My point is just what I said. How does it look to the unbeliever? How does this conversation look to the unbeliever? And, again, we're signing off from Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Salt Light Kingdom Ministries. We love y'all. Catch us on Instagram. My my, uh, email is millionairemagnate at gmail.com. Dot com again that's millionaire magnate at gmail dot com um and I love you, I love you with the love of the Lord, and it's not a thing, not one thing that you can do about it, and I'm out. um I'm going to assume that brother Seth. Uh, sorry about that. Um, sorry about that. I was muted and didn't know it. Sorry about that. Y'all bear with me. I'm rushing to get out here working. So I was muting myself so y'all wouldn't hear me getting ready. But, uh, Brother Purcell, thank you for those words. Appreciate you tonight, Brother. Uh, obviously, you and I agree on some things, but that don't mean necessarily that um, we know it all. You know, I'm learning. Uh, Pastor Chris, y'all heard what he said. It's very important. He say what he said because that's him, and a lot of y'all are where Pastor Chris is at, and hopefully you will grow as the Father leads you in this conversation. You've heard from Brother John. You've heard him out. You're about to hear his final, and y'all just go somewhere and pray and ask the Father, what should you do about Apostle Paul and all the other uh, writers because they're all in the same boat. If Paul, again, Brother John wasn't knocking Paul's teaching. I, I, I'm just going to say this before he even come on. I didn't hear him knocking one time. 
or throw any type of negative thing of his character. He was just saying we have the same authority, power, and you know, and so, and I agree. But if we're having a hard time hearing, as I've said for the 18th time, uh, the, the spirit, what's wrong with seeing someone that didn't have a trouble or had a better success to where the Father would allow them to put that many Bible, the books in the Bible? Uh, it's secondhand information. It is. It's not getting it from the Father. That's probably what John really was saying is secondhand information. True. But if you can't hear babies, they need a teacher. And then when they're able, then they can then they can go off and be the Pauls of the world, the John Clarks of the world, the Purcells of the world. But when they're a baby, they need a teacher. And Paul is an excellent teacher. So anyway, Brother John, final words, please. I think uh, what you say that is true, Seth. <laughs> I read Paul and have read Paul for my entire life. <laughs> And have no issue with his writing, none. I just believe that each person, as Brother Purcell said a moment ago, let each man be fully persuaded in his own heart or in his own mind. I forget which one it says. Let each man be persuaded. And if Pastor Chris chooses not to to use Paul, he likely can appeal to a people that we cannot. <laughs> he likely he likely can talk to a people that we cannot. We know that there's no reason. I'm sorry, Brother Seth. That was me, Brother John. I said very well put. That was very well put. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you, Brother Purcell. And so, um, you know, for all the people that may have listened in, what I think is important for you to understand is that with brothers like this, Brother Purcell, Seth, Pastor Chris, myself, Ella Shua, it sounds argumentative, but at the end of the day, what we normally are trying to pursue is the truth of the matter. Sometimes we get it, sometimes we don't. <laughs> sometimes it goes to another show, sometimes it goes to a third show. But there's no duplicity in our actions, I'm not saying what I'm saying because I want to win something by no stretch. I listen and I put that against all that I've ever come to know and read in the scriptures. And if it agrees with me, I, I agree. If I have an issue, I say, but there's no uh, malicious intent amongst these brothers on this show. I just want you all to know that. Um, I think Amen. that what's, what's important is that if for any reason someone decides that they do not want to understand God by the way of the teachings of Apostle Paul, it's an incumbent upon me to be able to show you God outside of the Apostle Paul's teaching in the same way that I've had to speak with Jehovah's Witness learned a lot from them. I had to speak with the Mormons, learned a lot from them. And when I say from them, it wasn't what they were saying. It's what I had to do to study, to be prepared to stand for God, whom I serve, and, and, and be as the Bereans who they studied to find out the truth of the matter. I would tell both of those parties, which were the main ones I dealt with, 
the Jehovah's Witness and the Mormons. Look, I'm willing to sit down and talk with you, but it's only on the, under one condition, that if what you hear is true, you say it's true. And if what I hear is true, I say it's true. If at any time you can't do that, we no longer need to go any further. I, the point being is that it is prudent to utilize the teachings of Paul. But in the same way that the Messiah was speaking to the two disciples on the way, I think, down to Jerusalem, they were like, you haven't heard what happened? And he began to expound to them about all the scriptures that pertain to him. And they were going freaking bananas. They didn't know what to do because it like it's like these scriptures were being said and they were going crazy. It's like, you know, it was like their hearts were burning within them. Again, nothing against Paul, but he did that without the Apostle Paul. He did it with all the scriptures that came before Paul. And as a matter of fact, even Paul used all the scriptures that came before Paul. Paul was, he was very literate in all of the scriptures, very literate, more so than his peers. They looked at his peers like these are obviously unlearned men. They weren't learned in the scriptures. Paul was a freaking powerhouse in the scriptures. But if someone chooses to learn outside of that, who am I to say otherwise? I'm done. Well, that was powerful, brother. I appreciate you tonight, um, brother John. I think they heard you tonight. I think you was pretty clear. I think they saw uh, uh, Pastor Chris' position. They heard brother uh, Purcell out. I think if anybody have issues with Apostle Paul tonight, we nailed it. I think just a different perspective. Anybody could see where we was coming from. Go and pray and ask the Father. I'm not being religious. Really do it, because some of y'all, this is important to you. Like Purcell say, most people, they don't even know what we're talking about. But some of y'all really is caught up on this. You just can't get down with Paul. I hear you. If I can use the word get down. But I'm just saying, folks, listen. At the end of the day, like Purcell say, let every man be persuaded. Let every man be persuaded, folks. I want to go ahead and go out with a bang with a very powerful song, I feel, and uh, I just want to just, um, again, thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. Remember, Thursday, we're back with the panel. We probably have on more panelists, probably the same ones. We don't know. But uh, tonight I thought was very good talking about the spirit behind uh, uh, listening to Paul. We talked about a few other things as well. Uh, again, Purcell, your line is now muted. Thank you, brother. Pr- uh, brother John, thank you all. Appreciate you. Hold on a second, y'all. We're wrapping up. What's, what's it, Brother John? One day we need to have a show on why are we unable to go within our own communities and do business with us. We can't go to the corner store. We can't go to the nail store. We can't go to the hair store. I'm just saying, I, I'm in Baltimore, and it drives me bananas that from Baltimore to L.A. to Kentucky, wherever well, they I go, we open don't have forum is that We got like four minutes for this thing cut off, Brother John. I tell you what, open forum okay. folks know that that may be the topic. Brother John, you got to remind us, bring it up, right at the start, and we'll talk about it. Maybe it be the whole show, maybe just uh, one of the topics, okay? But that is a very good we'll question right there. And I think it's self-hate, to be honest. But All right, appreciate you, Brother John. Appreciate you. And All right. Brother, 
Purcell as well. Appreciate you. All right, y'all, this song. Good looking out, Brother yeah. Purcell. Pastor Chris, props. Yes, yes. All right, that was Purcell saying, likewise, again, we thank them for their contribution tonight. Those brothers is no joke. They seriously love the most high. We're out of here, folks. Love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night.